Talk Live, and we are here live tonight in the midst of a week of shows that have been pre-recorded for the most part at the Porcupine Freedom Festival and prior to that, Porkfest, the decentralized alternative to the Porcupine Freedom Festival that happened beforehand this year. Our very own Aria DeMezzo, Captain Kickass, uh, I've heard Nikki, I've heard uh, Nobody, who's back, and also Peakless, Ma- Peakless Mountaineer have been uh, behind the microphones. We've had a handful of guests so far as well, but... I think Penguin. I don't know if I've heard Penguin. I don't think I have. I think he's been too busy over at his booth doing <laughs> Penguin right. things. Um and let's see what else. Uh, it's Ian and Bonnie here in the studio tonight, also joining us remotely. It's Mark from Mexico City. Yes, Mark uh, in Mexico City. I don't know, Mark, have you been at all paying attention to anything coming out of uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival this week? Other than white dying, um, mm. I'd say that's the big news right now. Yeah. Uh, I did see that RFK gave his speech, RFK Jr. Yep, uh, you. Uh, it is definitely worth talking about White Marriott, who was a longtime supporter of Free Talk Live. Uh, he, I believe, moved to New Hampshire because he heard us on the radio, if I recall correctly. I believe that is his story, his sort of New Hampshire origin story. Um, longtime activist here, very talented balloon character guy that was uh, what yeah. he did as a profession he would you know twist up cool balloon characters at parties and i think there was a restaurant a local restaurant here in new hampshire that was sort of known for having him there regularly uh to just yeah people would uh you know he'd, he'd make balloon characters and people would buy him breakfast so you know why not keep going back he was yeah. very talented it i mean i saw not that i'm uh, you know a balloon animal aficionado or anything but he would on his twitter um what what was it balloon guy twisted latex twisted latex latex. he'd put his uh balloon creations up and say i i made a new one Mm -hmm. and it always gave me the impression that he kind of invented this one himself yeah i don't know whether this is true or not but um you know i'd be like i'd look at these things i'm like how the heck do you make that yeah i just i just looked uh like twisted latex comma free talk live and he says or he did say to me once on Twitter that he heard about the Free State Project in 2006 and came soon after wow. from Free Talk from Live. Free Talk Live. So, yeah. uh, one time he made a, a octopus hat for my son Jack when he was quite young, nice. and Jack just thought it was wonderful, you know, to have yeah. a little octopus balloon hat. <laughs> he really brought a lot of joy to a lot of people's lives, not just children. There were a lot of adults who really appreciated his work as well. Just uh, an outstanding talented individual who sadly passed away uh this week he was a what they call a seasonal renter at rogers campground the very beautiful location where the porcupine freedom festival is happening as we speak uh seasonals are it's a campground it's in new hampshire so it's not allowed to actually be open during the winter time so it's only uh open during the the warmer months and so the seasonals are the people that have like a trailer or something there or a permanent RV or something kind of or semi-permanent parked there uh, for a few months out of the year, basically. And so he was yeah. one of the one of the lucky few to spend a portion of his year in the beauty of Rogers Campground. And Bonnie, uh, we just got back from there yesterday. That's when we found out the bad news uh, that was making its way through the campground. He had apparently had some issue with blood clots. 
By the way, he was not vaccinated. That wasn't the cause of his blood clots. Apparently, he had been having blood blood clotting issues since prior to COVID. Yeah, and he had been saying on Twitter, like, the anticoagulant medicine has gone up four times in a month or and things like that. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, is it because of the vaccines being dangerous and causing, like, way more people than normal to have to need these medications? Right. So, apparently, some blood clot issues put him into the hospital And unfortunately, that is where he uh, passed away. So we wish uh, his family and his friends the best. I know they're going to have, they already had one kind of uh, memorial event at Porcupine Freedom Festival. I believe there's another one scheduled for tonight. And uh, they're going to have another one two weeks later in Manchester at the Quill, which is a free stater kind of gathering space for anybody that's not at at Porkfest this week. So best uh, wishes to him. Great, uh, or best wishes. I don't know if that's the right thing to say. Rest in peace. White, we'll miss you. Yes. Well, best wishes to his friends his that were there. I know that uh, Bumps was uh, right there when it happened mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, try doing as she always does, making sure that everybody around is cared for as best she can. Yeah. Um, it's uh, I mean, if you're going to go, Rogers Campground is probably one of the best places uh, to spend some of your last moments. And I mean, it's just the beauty of that place. It's just absolutely spectacular. He he. He did pass away in a place that he really loved and with people that he loved. So, I mean, you can die in worse ways, I guess, uh, than that one. Yeah, so. our, our friend came up to us and said, I don't know if you've heard the good and bad news. And we were like, we heard the bad news that White died, so what's the good news? And he said, well, it's a celebration of life. Indeed. Uh, and and there's, there's a lot of people that would want to have people's life celebrated rather than this sort of maudlin uh cry fest that in many cases happens when somebody passes away i I always lean on the side of let's have a party let's celebrate this person and the the positive impacts uh that they had on people's lives and he definitely did so uh let's go to the phones here we've actually had a gentleman on hold since before we started the show it's renee in louisiana and then we'll get into something else that happened at the porcupine freedom festival today which is rfk jr's appearance uh but uh, renee go ahead yeah, I, I want to make a quick comment about that fella. You should have boat cry party. And uh, I have a twisted I mind. I believe that Big Pharma was taking advantage of as much as they could. That's why the price went up, because that's what they do. I could be wrong now. Now, uh, mm-hmm. my subject is, uh, I'm glad y'all leave me call, y'all. Sometimes these uh, so-called right-wing uh Stations don't need me to talk too much. Well, we're not a right-wing show. Is, we're an open phone show right. with a pro-liberty viewpoint that is not right-wing or left-wing. Outstanding. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, I heard one of your guests uh, said uh, some comment about so-called woke and, and wokes, like they don't exist. And uh, my thing is, it's it's a label. I mean, you know, you call the Quakers the Quakers because they – made a lot of noise when they had their prayer service. You called the Reds the Reds because that's their flag. That's their political party, and that's what they identify with. The only reason I call, and I like the way that guest said, so-called woke, because that's kind of how I feel about some of the individuals that hmm. call themselves woke is because it's what comes out of their mouth. They don't say I'm now enlightened. I'm now refreshed i'm now well, more open-minded here's what i want to know woke? is do the the people who are getting called woke these days do they use that term to describe themselves or is woke some a do. term some that do. 
Well, I know that there were, uh, so woke has sort of, like a lot of words, has had changes over time. Uh, you know, in the 60s, mm-hmm. I think, in the 70s, maybe, it was something that uh, was pretty much exclusive to the black community and did not mean what it means today. And now it seems to be thrown around mostly by right-wingers to describe people who are, you know, politically correct, who are just obsessed with political correctness. Mm-hmm. But does it Can actually I add get... a little more to yeah. this? Mm-hmm. I think because a lot of people that it, we borrow a lot from black culture. That's one of the things. Uh, I think because a lot of the people in power or high profile or somebody heard it claiming to be woke, the ideas they were woke on is pretty much predominant in the left. So they decide to label the whole game as woke. Hmm. Yeah, uh, that's how labeling works. I appreciate the input on that, Renee. Thank you for the call tonight. The number here is 603-283-6160. I mean, do you guys have any opinions about the whole woke thing? I think it's a lot like what we used to call politically incorrect. Um, politically correct. Correct, right. right. Uh, pardon me. I, I don't remember. Like, I don't know whether people call themselves woke or not. Somebody did at mm-hmm. some point, And I don't know what they thought when they thought it. But there's certainly... Um, the things that are talked about when somebody is called woke, like the expectations of what they're going to think, those things exist, right? So if you come up with a shorthand to label a type of thinking or a belief system or political action or whatever, it's unsurprising, right? Like that's what we have to have to have one syllable to describe a hundred syllables only makes sense. And obviously there's some people who are going to be, you know, caught in the, uh, the wash. They may be, maybe they think half of these things, but not all of these things. And, you know, this, that, and the other. So, um, you know, this is just the culture war that's been going on for a long time. The expectation that people are going to change their opinions quickly is ridiculous. I mean, that's not how that happens. People have people evolve at different paces. Right. I mean, there was a time when I here on the air protested uh, trans women being put in the shrine of female listeners. There was a time on the air here at Free Talk Live that we had a shrine of female that's listeners. That's right. Yeah, that's true. Right. <laughs> and I mean, to show you that uh, a show that's been on the air more than 20 years goes through some evolution. Then now I um, we have a junior partner who is a trans woman. And so. You know, like to me, that doesn't isn't that big of a deal at this point, though. I will not use they them pronouns and I don't care I don't what think I ever will somebody. Right. I mean, you know, that just shows we've gone too far. Yeah. But, you know, the how do you got to test boundaries to see what happens? I can make arguments in both directions here. And, um, you know, I mean, people who believe a thing aren't stupid. They aren't evil. They're just evolving and they they're evolving at a different rate than you are. And the best way, the best way to get your point across is to continue hold them in the light with the love that you've got and let them come to the conclusions they come to over time. I think it's useful that the word exists because whenever I see somebody say like, oh, this is woke about like just a black person existing, I'm just like, cool, I can avoid that person and they suck. It doesn't make any sense. They're they're just, they think that they have this word now, kind of like the word racism was used by the left. And it's also the same thing with groomers. And I said that on the show a long time ago. But woke is just, we'll call you this and then it's, you're marred 
you're, you know, it's, it means that you're just bad. Like the fact that the new Little Mermaid movie came out and it wasn't pushing any crazy left-wing ideas. It wasn't annoying in any way. It was extremely good. It was better than the original and I love the original. And the fact that the mermaid was cast as a black girl and then that movie gets like canceled and called woke, that just reveals to me what the type of people who want to use that word and as a bad word actually are thinking. So whatever, just keep using it so I can avoid your businesses and such. Yeah, I personally preferred politically correct. I thought that was, you know, a better description of what it was that we were talking about. But like, uh, even then, like, would would you say that movie was politically correct? Oh, oh, oh yeah. God, that movie's so politically correct. It didn't have any stupid political implications. The girl was no, just it, black. It, yeah, it didn't have, I would say, political implications. They did have... You know, what seemed like a bit of forced diversity in that particular film. The uh, King Triton has all these daughters who they are all have different moms. Of all different Like that doesn't uh, happen races. in real life? <laughs> <laughs> well, but I mean, that's the obvious explanation is that he makes his way around the whole sea and They're has had from, sex with a bunch well, of mermaids of it, different race or it, whatever. It's but, what's literally said. He said, my daughter is from the seven seas. So why wouldn't they all look yeah. different? Every woman looks different in the different seven seas that he had a baby with although at one time uh, don't they say that they all have the same mom or something like that so that's kind of weird but they don't say that exactly well it i I think they did kind of explain it away and it's not something that they really harp on or anything i don't remember whether we use the term politically correct to describe it but i do remember an instance where rush limbaugh was employed by monday night football at one point Mm -hmm. to sort of bring people in and Ladies and gentlemen, please forgive me if I get something wrong here. I am not an expert in football, um, hmm. but I believe I, I believe the man's name was Warren Moon, and Rush Limbaugh said something to the effect of, "Does this quarterback get all the attention he gets because he's a great the, one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever live, or because he's black?" and at the time, there had only been mostly white quarterbacks, and mm-hmm. I don't could not tell you for the life of me whether Warren Moon was a particularly spe- – the fact that I can remember the guy's name mm-hmm. um, would, would indicate that he is something special, um, but I couldn't tell you whether he was one of the you know 20 greatest quarterbacks to ever live or anything like that. I don't know yeah. the answer, but what I do know is, is that – Essentially, when Rush was talking about it, the guys in front of him sort of agreed, but Rush was off by the next week. Wow. So, you know, he stepped on the third rail of politics, which was to suggest that, uh, you know, the, that what was being said at the time as far as the, you know, the guy's greatness, um, you know, regardless of his race. Well, he just couldn't do that. And so he was gone. I, I just don't get why he brought up this story when it doesn't really make any sense with the Little Mermaid thing. The Little Mermaid was a fantastic movie. She's already a it may, great it singer. It may very well be. It I mean, may, like, as far as, like, hiring somebody for the um, merit of being able to sing, she's already a successful singer with her sister. Oh, like, she? huge hits, and everyone loves her. She's a good no singer. She was a good actress. I think she, that's all that really matters. Yeah. That, um, that's a, what I'm saying. It's like, may, maybe the Mooney or Moon guy wasn't actually a good... A quarterback and then people were just crazy about him because he was like the first black one they got to idolize which i really don't see anything wrong with it's like personality has a lot to do with um you know being a star like maybe people really liked him because he was like he they saw themselves in him and they were like wow like a black 
quarterback. Who knows? It doesn't it's too mean, long ago to really remember. It's not like, I mean, it'd be one thing if he got handed a, a trophy that said, you are the best quarterback who's ever lived, and he was objectively not. It's another thing for people mm-hmm. to love him. If you want to join the show here, the number is 603-283-6160. So uh, I, that was just uh, our caller there. But I wanted to get into what happened today at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And I suspect we're going to hear more about this in a couple days from now when we get caught up. Because right now we're behind on the Porkfest episodes by like one day. And it's going to get pushed back a little bit just due to Arya needed a little bit of time off, understandably. Uh, it's a pretty grueling schedule to be out there every single day in the in the heat uh, recording several hours of talk programming. So she's got the day off. And so the thing that happened today was probably the most controversial thing that went down at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, at least the most controversial in advance uh, of what people are expecting. And that was that uh, RFK Jr., the son of Robert Kennedy, he is running for president. He came to the Porcupine Freedom Festival and gave a speech, which would normally be pretty unremarkable. However, it was the circumstances under which his speech was given that gave rise to the controversy in this case. So what made it particularly unusual is that they locked down the pavilion, the pavilion being the main location for speechifying at Porkfest. This is a place where it can hold probably a couple hundred people pretty easily, maybe a little more than that. And uh, and so they actually closed the garage doors of the pavilion. Normally, this is a building that is wide open. Anybody can walk in from any of the sides because it's all open with the exception of the, the back of the building, basically. So you can come and It in. has to be open because it's hot in there. It gets hot. No, mm-hmm. no doubt about it. Um, so you get the doors wide open. The wind's you know coming through there, and it's actually pretty decent during, uh, during the daytime. And it's a nice place to, to give a speech. That's where they had RFK today. However, the doors were closed. All doors with the exception of the small regular door, like a door that you would have on your house, just the one size regular door that they had on the side of the building. And they had a huge line of people that actually seemed to spread out in two directions. It seemed like a two-direction line. I think one line was people who had reservations or something, and the other line was just anybody that wanted to come in. I'm not sure how all mm. that was working. But... They had, uh, you saw photos, Bonnie, earlier today, you pointed out Aria had taken pictures when they were getting this thing set up in the morning, and they had actual metal detectors. Like you walk through at TSA or to go into a courtroom <laughs> right. or courthouse. So they had brought in metal detectors to, and it appeared that they had two of them, so I'm not sure where the second one was Not the uh, fun kind that you look for a treasure with. No, no, not, the, not, not that kind. Um, and they had several, I don't know how many security agents. Uh, photos from inside of the actual venue showed that things had been changed. Now, I have not seen the full wide shot to really get a feel for it, but some of the close, uh, closer shots showed RF Kennedy or RFK on stage. And then you could see there were like these big metal gates metal uh barriers that you would see at like a concert or you know in the streets uh it, to block people from running into a parade or something like that so these big heavy metal gates were blocking the stage and that i have never seen before at, at pork fest. any porcupine freedom festival you know normally the stage is just like it's like a step higher than or maybe a few 
two or three steps higher than off the ground and anybody could in theory walk up there but no one ever does it's like uh, what is, that just shows what he thinks of himself like my friend once said like justin bieber was in salt lake city and she was like oh my goodness and she was from germany so mm-hmm. it's her second language she's like oh my goodness if i was there i would seriously spring on him she meant like jump on stage on Justin there Bieber. There are people like that. That's true. <laughs> like as if anybody's doing that to RFK Jr. Well, I mean, I I guess I can understand why this guy is afraid of these things from happening. I mean, he did have two of his family members murdered allegedly, right by the probably by the government. Uh, but that's kind of probably something that plays on his mind by Whether... the government, not by the free staters. No, that's true. Not uh, by the libertarians who are openly peaceful. Yeah, I think it 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 definitely takes away from whatever. I don't presentation. know who necessarily killed JFK and RFK and JFK Jr. and those didn't kind somebody of come out on their deathbed and say that it was the CIA uh, that there's killed? There's always been yes, there's JFK. There, there's a lot of spooky stuff around the JFK assassination, mm-hmm. but I don't know what to believe and what not to believe. And you just said that's true, and I don't want to endorse um, you know things that I don't know to be true. Well, how about it's believable? It certainly is. <laughs> uh, so anyway, just like the whole imagery of putting up all these barriers, putting up the metal detectors, the security guards that are standing in front of the barriers and the security guards outside uh, shaking people down. I heard a rumor. I don't know if this was confirmed that they were IDing people as well. Oh, I just see people joking about like, show me your papers, but I'm not sure if that was just a joke or joke based on actually happening. I don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, this, this of course has never happened before at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And that is what, uh, what went down today. And then of course he actually gave the speech, which I've obviously not heard. Don't, don't intend to listen to, but I did see some posts from people who were in there watching this thing. And of course, why anyone would want to go subject themselves to listening to a politician speak. I don't understand. But some people, I guess that's their idea of a good time. And so they went in there, and apparently, I'll, I'll try to pull up some of the, the, the highlights or lowlights. I've got one here. Okay. Carla Garicki, president of the Free State yep. Project, says, As president, would you use violence to stop us, presumably New Hampshire, from seceding? Yeah, it's a good question. We can talk about what his response was, if you want to call it that. Uh, here in moments, the number is 603-283-6160. Of course, you can bring up whatever you want. And maybe you saw the RFK speech or heard it today. This is Free Talk Live. You're welcome to comment. Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. In addition to being one of the world's first cryptocurrencies, Dash was the first crypto project to have a decentralized autonomous organization that to this day continues to improve and promote Dash. Every month, 10% of the mining rewards go into a treasury. Anyone with one Dash to spend can put forward a proposal to the Dash masternodes to vote on. The masternodes vet the proposals and decide which ones move forward and are funded by the Treasury. In fact, that's exactly how we got this sponsorship. Nowadays, DAOs are plentiful, but Dash paved the way by doing it first, nearly a decade ago. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. Thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. Dash.org.
Free Talk Live. You can join the show here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Ian and Bonnie here and with Mark Edge joining us from Mexico City. And uh, we, I guess we've got an update here from you, Mark, about uh, Mexico City. You've been down there for some, uh, like, what, a week now? He's a real Chilongo now. That's not a, an insult I learned yesterday. I don't even know if he's there right now. I hear, like, some kind of, oh, here I am. Some kind of noise in the background. Mark, are you a real Chilongo now? Um, No. I, I I can't be, but I do have my, um, I, I do think it's great here in Mexico City. Didn't we learn uh, this week, Bonnie, that a Chilango, we actually ran into a guy from Mexico mm-hmm. yesterday when we were at Porkfest, uh, Gonzalo, Gonzalo, I think, or yeah, something like that. And he, he was from Northern uh, Mexico, but I asked him, is Chilango an insult to people from uh, Mexico City? Because I thought it was. Mm-hmm. And he said, no, not anymore. It used to be, and now it's not. I think what he said was it no, used to be it. a term. Word of the day. Uh, it used to be a term that they would call people who were in Mexico City but were not from Mexico City. That yeah, they so had come in that would from make other Mark areas. Basically, exactly that if they were using it that way. <laughs> but that was well, uh, the original definition of Chilango, and now it has simply become any denizen of Mexico City, as I understand it. Yeah, um, I've asked over and over because it sounds like an insult, doesn't it? Mm, it just does. rolls off the it tongue does. like an insulting word, chilango. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, best I can tell, everybody here says, nope, it's not a bad, it's nothing, nothing wrong with it. I'm a chilango. So uh, any updates from Mexico City there? I know you said there's been some volcanic activity wow. and it's been a little bit tough uh, to breathe. Yeah, the air quality is giving me a headache. I've Whoa. had a headache off and on for the last week. And as much as I love this city, and I really think it's a great city, um, I'm going to have to keep a, an eye on the air quality when I return the next mm. time. Wow. Uh, it's so, a really great city. So how long is this expected to go on for, this volcanic action? Well, it's been going on longer than you've been alive. Really? So the city is, is it always this bad or is it, nope. you know, so the, does the volcano, it gets worse sometimes and then sometimes not so bad? That's how volcanoes work. Yes. Where okay. exactly is the volcano? It's about 40 miles to the southeast. Hmm. Okay. Does it matter then how the wind's blowing as well? It's closer to the city of Puebla. Mm-hmm. If you happen to know what that is. Nope. No <laughs> yes, idea. it does matter where the uh, wind's blowing. Absolutely. Okay. All these things matter. Plus the fact that you know, this is a city. Uh, this is the largest city in the Western Hemisphere, arguably, mm-hmm. and it's got cars in it, and cars produce exhaust, especially here in Mexico. There's not as many regulations surrounding car exhaust. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, yeah, they got smog sometimes. All right. Uh, anything else? Uh, you know, any, any stories you want to share from your last few days? I've just thought it was great, and it's uh, don't don't imagine for a second it's all Mexican food here. They've got all uh, foods from all over the place. One of the best Italian restaurants I've ever been to is here. No kidding. Nice. Wait, is it run by Mexicans or actual Italians? Nope, everything's run by Mexicans. <laughs> <laughs> There's, you know, there's, there's got to be other folks running around here. You know, you can't guess the ethnicity of everybody. There's but got to be some Asians it, running the Asian places, right? We just went to the ramen place. Nope. No. Just went to the ramen place. I think it was last wow. night or the night before. And you walked in and they greeted you in the hot hit, you know, like this did so this sort of Asian thing where they, you know, whenever somebody walked in the door, they made noises. And, uh, 
it was all by the all looks Mexicans. of it all Mexican guys <laughs> yeah, uh, serving you ramen. It was specifically a ramen restaurant where you had to order on a big touch screen. Wow, uh, I bet it's delicious. And it was it was delicious. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> it was really really good. Well, we found yeah. an actual Mexican restaurant in Epping, New Hampshire. That is uh, just a t- you know, there's like two of them that exist in New Hampshire, and apparently it was started by real Mexican guys from uh, northern Mexico. And they actually had tacos al pastor, so I got a little mm-hmm. little taste of uh, of real tacos from down in Mexico. And when we were at that so. restaurant, I saw I'm gonna probably say it wrong. Everybody seems to correct me, but burria on the menu, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh, Ian, do you know what that is? Have you had that?" Because I know I'd never heard of it. I've eaten it in San Antonio, and I like it. And um, then it's some then, kind of pork, we, right? It's it's like shaved pork mm-hmm. or pulled pork, and then you dip it in the sauce. You dip your whole taco it's in, the in the taco, sauce. Yeah. And uh, anyways, um, but we hadn't ordered that. We already ordered something else. So I was like, oh, if I knew that was there, I might have gotten that. And then we went to the taco truck from these guys from Michigan. It wasn't even a truck. It was just a taco tent. Oh, well, yeah. The taco at tent. Porkfest. These guys from Michigan at Porkfest. And they had Berea there. And we tried it. And it was so good. Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, one of them was a longtime Free Talk Live listener, too, which was yeah. really cool. We've met a, a few, actually several people who, you know, you know how every year, Mark, at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, there's always a bunch of newbies. There's always a ton of people who've never yeah. been to this event, even though it's been going on for 20 years. Uh, there's just some people out there. It's their first time making it. And uh, we ran into multiple people who said, you know, thanks to Free Talk Live, uh, you know, I found you guys on the radio or some other manner. And uh, and now they're they're visiting New Hampshire. Of course, some of them have made the move here as well. So it's always and nice to to see that. If you're wondering why it's even noteworthy to mention the Mexican food we ate in the last couple of days on the radio on national radio, is because we live in New Hampshire. We don't always have <laughs> access to amazing Mexican food, and yeah, we're jealous of Mark. And we don't have big cities with uh, <laughs> big food options in a lot of cases. Uh, plus, they tend to to like food bland in New England, and so that's one of the downsides of living here. But every now and then, you find some gems, and it's uh, it's good to know about them. I went to a hamburger place today for lunch, and then they just give you this little bowl of peppers from which you can take as many peppers as you'd like with a little fork. Mm. And I ate one of the peppers, and you know, Ian, I am not a lightweight when it comes to no, eating spicy food. And, you know, I'm probably not quite the, not quite as uh, seasoned as you and certainly not as much as Aria, but this pepper was hot. Do you know what kind <laughs> and, it was? Well, it was green and had a little red on it. That's mm-hmm. all I can tell you. Okay. It wasn't jalapeno shaped. Was it, it was like skinny? Thinner, yeah, maybe it was a serrano? Hmm. I, I, don't, I don't know the answer, but it was a longer and skinnier pepper, yes. Uh, I think the difference, though, of course, is I suspect food is still a lot cheaper down there. Uh, we paid, what was it, $19 for three tacos al pastor. Like, I don't know, when we were at, in Arcapulco, I think that would have been five bucks or something. Oh, well, that was a few years ago. Have they had inflation uh, hitting Mexico as well? Yeah, Mexico City is a little more expensive than mm-hmm. the places that you and I have been together in Mexico. And it's also, yeah, just inflation. Uh, right now, it's about 16 pesos to the dollar mm-hmm. and that's as low the that's the, as low as i've ever seen the dollar in mexico hmm. so right now it appears as though mexico is doing a better job with its currency than the united states but you know wow, who knows exactly how that that goes um i did get two tacos for three dollars two you know thick full tacos for three dollars that's amazing nice that is the way to go 
all right. So we were talking about Robert Kennedy Jr., RFK Jr., his speech at the Porcupine Freedom Festival today, which you had to uh, disarm in order to get into. Now, they did have the speech available on uh, – there's a radio broadcast going on at the campground. So people who still wanted to hear this guy – uh, again, I don't know why you would want to listen to a politician who is inevitably going to lie to you because, well, that's what politicians tend to do. Uh, but there was, you know, there was a way to actually consume the speech without actually having to go there and, and disarm. So I guess good for them for that. But uh, when he got up on stage, he's got a bunch of security. There's uh, there's like these huge, large gates, the metal uh, barriers that were blocking between him and the crowd. And Carlin Borshenko, at Dr. Carlin B. on Twitter, wrote a few things about it. She said that Robert Kennedy Jr. declined to support Defend the Guard, saying he needs to think about it. Defend the Guard, of course, for those that don't know, uh, is a movement. It's a national uh, movement. It's, I think it's stronger in some states than, than others. But the idea is to have legislation pass a state legislature and get signed into law in, a, in certain states, I mean, as many as possible, that would make it so that the National Guard or the State Guard or whatever could not be uh, deployed in foreign conflicts without the express approval of the state government. No, I thought it was without the, um, sorry, Congress, like U.S. Congress oh, declaring was it Congress? war. Thank yeah. you for that, Bonnie. Yeah, so Congress would have to declare war. Which, of which course, they, haven't they haven't done since done. like the 70s or something? Uh, no, World War 60s? II. 60s? Oh. World War II. So yeah, almost not quite a hundred years, but you know, eighty years since they have uh, declared war. So the odds are they're not going to declare war, and that would keep the National Guard people at home. And so it's a it's a pretty obvious like good bill for anybody that purports to be anti-war. an anti war individual, which is of course what people are saying about Robert Kennedy Jr. But yet he did not openly support the bill, saying he had to think about it. Now. I mean, it's not an unfair thing to say, I don't know, right? Like, I'd rather have somebody say, I'm not sure, I'll get back to you, than to just come right out, you know, against something. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, I mean, it's also a cop-out answer in a lot of cases as well. Like, why haven't you figured out your stance on things before you start running for president? Defend well, the Guard is pretty big. Yeah, well, obviously you don't have to know the answer to every question you're going to be asked. But presuming that the person who's explaining it to you is explaining it accurately, why do you have to think about it so hard? What, I mean, if you really are an anti-war person, why can't you say something like... I mean, And this is what I think an, an intellectually honest person would do, is who is truly anti-war, is they would say... Well, if it's how you explained it to me, I would support that. Sounds good. Something right? like that. Like, you know, presuming, hey, I haven't read the bill, right? Because that's usually the cop out. If you ask a politician a question about a specific issue, they'll say, well, I, I don't know. I haven't read the bill, so I can't make a decision about it. Or I don't know if how, how it is or what it says. or And they just kind of, even though you just told them what it says, even though you are personally familiar with the issue, that's why you're asking them about it. Well, to be fair, you could be like lying or trying to shape things be. to look more like how you want it to look, and then they say, oh, I'd support that, and then all of a sudden people are like, RFK Jr. comes out again, or in favor of racist Bill, or, you know, yeah. something that was in it he didn't know. You could still just simply say, if it is as you've described, I haven't read the bill, but if it's as you've described, it sounds like something I would support. That would be something right. that I think would be an easy thing to do because, like, why would you be 
Why do you have to think about the idea of, hmm, should we deploy the National Guard at the whims of Congress? Any old time that we want it, or the whims of the president, any old time? Well, I was going to say, because that's exactly what the National Guard's for, is to be deployed at the whims of Congress. Not and, internationally. Well, <laughs> I think that, it, you know what, if Congress goes ahead and does, uh, and and actually declares war, which it hasn't done since, mm-hmm. I think, 1942, um, then... At that point, I think the National Guard, you know, maybe we're talking about deploying the National Guard or something like that. The Army Reserve. That's all the this bill defense. would allow that to happen yeah. if they actually declared war. It just simply says if there's no declaration of war, these guys got to stay home. And it's not to say that they can't be deployed to go throw sandbags at a hurricane in Florida. I believe right. that that is still something they could do under Defend the Guard. They just simply wouldn't be allowed to be sent to uh, overseas without a declaration of war. This right. is not to, a crazy bill. Iraq, right. um, and there at, at one point in Iraq, and it wasn't even one moment in Iraq. It was for a very long time yeah. in Iraq. Uh, there were more uh, reserves and National Guard than there were regular army Correct. on the ground doing right. things. And these they are were people bringing who were told in, it's a part-time job, and then all of a sudden they're over there full-time in uh, in Iraq, in the dirt. Yep. I mean, it's crazy. So that's what this is. That's what inspired this legislation, right? And then here it we are. It sounds like pretty later. good legislation. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, when we were trying to get many states uh, after the uh, the ruling by the Supreme Court. Uh, what was the Pfizer situation? We were just talking about it on here. Uh, New London, yeah, Kilo yeah. versus New London. Um, they passed bills saying that the that eminent domain could only be used under certain circumstances mm-hmm. and restricted dramatically the use of eminent domain and that seems like a good idea to me like you know as a person standing on a stage look i don't know everything about it um i'm generally against eminent domain and i think it should be restricted you know like you can say something like that look i don't know everything about the national guards uh deployment and how it could be uh how this could be subverted but i'm generally against the idea of regular working americans being deployed as um you know a, a as a standing army into iraq i want to go to the phones here we got a couple of people on the line including gob calling us on our sip line which uh is most people don't use, but it is there for, for you if you want to try it out. You can go to sip.freetalklive.com, follow the instructions there to get connected, and usually you sound better than a regular phone call. Go ahead, Gob. Uh, if it's working, which it may not be working for Gob at this time. Uh, Gob going once, Gob going twice. Let's try Tim in Florida. Tim, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, so uh, RFK, he's kind of a mixed bag because um, he, he had publicly expressed his support quote-unquote, support for Israel in the context of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Uh, Um, That's unfortunate. Yeah, so... But that's not a surprise, right? Like, the Israeli government seems to have every American politician in their pockets. I mean, whether you're on the right or on the left, gotta support Israel and their oppression of the uh, Palestinian people. Yep. Okay, well, thanks for sharing that tonight. Also about RFK, uh, I heard him on, it was just like one of his campaign videos that he posted online recently. Uh, He was talking about homeless, the homeless problem. He was in Seattle or something like that where there's people just living on the streets in large numbers. And he said that the federal government can solve the homeless problem with vouchers. 
uh, home home vouchers that can be given out to homeless people, and he suggested that one could stop having wars and instead give the homeless uh, money to rent houses, I guess, was what his suggestion was. And, yeah, I'm fine with stopping the wars, but I don't think the government is going to be able to... We'll talk uh, another 2008 because yeah, a bunch of homeless people can't pay off their loans or whatever. Well, they wouldn't be They wouldn't be buying houses. They would be renting. They'd get, like, rental vouchers. Mm-hmm. In case. What were you saying, Mark? Yeah, well, let's stop, uh, you know, destroying the value of Americans' money but with foreign adventures and destroy the value of American monies with domestic adventures. Yeah, I'm really tired of people representing this guy as some libertarian. And surprisingly— I don't think they do that, Ian. The I think Libertarian yeah, Party yes, recently was. Yes, they really do. It's ridiculous. Like, on Twitter, okay. people have been like— People who are normal libertarians who are attending the pork uh, pork fest and everything have been saying things like— this is the most libertarian candidate, and he's not even a libertarian. And and they, they, like they claimed he was more libertarian than the last two libertarian <laughs> presidential candidates. And well, he, um, all I would say regarding that is, is that um, I, you know, I never thought of him as libertarian. I thought of some of the things that he said is interesting, and if I had to pick between some of the crooked old perverts that I've been offered in the recent past, then I might very well take RFK Jr. Simply because it's really hard to get anything done well, up good, in Washington. Good thing you don't have yeah, to I, pick a crooked old pervert. Go ahead, Tim. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, in a, in a Democratic primary, I'd, I would agree on that. Although, uh, you know, as far as as far as far him being the president, I mean, I, he's going to do as many horrible things as the rest of them. And uh, yeah. and I didn't mean to clear my throat like that. I, I actually got a little stoned and forgot I was on the radio, and I cleared my throat. Okay. Horrible. And <laughs> well, thank I you for the call tonight, Tim. I appreciate hearing yep. from you. It wasn't loud or Yeah, you're fine. Uh, let's continue here. Ricky in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, you're on Free Talk Live. Thank you there, Brother Ian, Brother Mark, Miss Bonnie. What's on your mind tonight? No doubt. Well, and maybe, well, maybe this might even be a little interactive. Mark actually caught my interest. You know, a lot of people have been saying about me running for office again. And that was part of the demise of Ricky from the Commonwealth at the beginning of 18. I just made too much of an impact. But see, here's how this is going to be. You know, I just moved, so I got to wait a little while. Now I'm going to officially announce my candidacy in 25 for 26. What are you running will- for? Representative of District 189. Okay, so state representative? No doubt. It's the only thing that interests me because, okay. A, I'm, I pop and pop too much. I don't want to be close to the people. Plus, of course, I want to blow it away. Now, if anybody's interested in what this is going to be like. Now, are you going to be up against, do you think, the incumbent, the person who's currently in the office? Do you think they're going to run for reelection? Oh, I think she'll get reelected. She used to be mayor. You know, Rosemary's gone. She's now closeted away in the Senate, hopefully for only one term. Uh, and you I'm don't run into- as a Democrat? The Confederate Democrat. Yeah, the, no they doubt. don't have a party called the Confederate Democrats. So are you going to run as a Democrat? Oh, I will, but I will be prominently the Confederate Democrat. And is the now, current person in the office a Democrat? She is, and I spoke okay. to her once. Uh, now, her... Uh, the thing with her is uh, she's three years older than me. Uh, she used to be mayor of a town, which I'm not going to say right now. But I will say this. Uh, she's now represented that district. I spoke to her once. We don't see eye to eye on the right to bear arms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, you she's are okay. a blind man, so, I mean, that makes sense. 
Well, well, no, I don't mean that. I mean, it's, I don't care about being blind. When I win, I'll You know, it can out. help you, I think. I think the fact that you're blind is probably going to be something that may get you some news coverage There's just because it's unusual well, to have somebody. Well, I'm not going to be playing, Ian. I will have rallies in 2025 with rock and roll. I didn't pick my uh, interest music, the Confederate version of the Battle Cry of Freedom. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be a lot of stuff going on before I even announce it. I'm going to have a pre Can you have, like, smoke and fireworks when you come out with your uh, leather duster? I don't know about and the... that. I don't know about that, Mark. Ricky from the this. Commonwealth. Yeah, I'm imagining like it, a WWE wrestler coming out from the you know the back into the the Undertaker. The yeah. Won't all the well, Yankees? The won't all the I Yankees? Hey, can I ask a question? What, what won't all the Yankees from Pennsylvania who are in the union wonder why you're running as a Confederate Democrat and all this emphasis on the Confederacy? I got my finger on the people. I've been talking about quite a bit. Plus, people saying to run again. You know, that's the answer here. How do you talk to people? I mean, do you go out and, like, just hit the streets? Are you, how are you connected? You know what? That's going to be part of my pre-campaign. But see, this time, before November, we have a municipal election coming up. I will have my name being changed. And I will be Ricky from the Commonwealth this time. And I will be on that ballot. So just to clarify, you're going to change your name legally to Ricky from the Commonwealth. So middle name from... No doubt, as I promised. First name Ricky, last name the Commonwealth? Or would from the be the middle name? First name Ricky, middle name from the, last name Commonwealth. And when I win, I will be representative Commonwealth. (laughs) Thanks for the call tonight, Ricky. Good luck, man. The number here... I heard Sarah's changing her name to Sarah, middle name from, last name New Mexico. No. <laughs> the number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. So Robert Kennedy Jr. on the stage, a very restricted stage at the Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival today. According to a post from Dr. Carlin B. on Twitter, Carlin Borshenko, she said, Robert Kennedy Jr. has said he would pardon Assange and Snowden. So that's good news. But then he said he would look into Ross Ulbricht, but hasn't done so yet. Now, this was a question that was asked of him at the Bitcoin conference that happens in Miami every year. There's a big Bitcoin conference down there, and it just happened a few weeks ago. Uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. was there pandering to the Bitcoiners, of course, and he wasn't willing to pander far enough to where he would say that he would pardon Ross Ulbricht. For listeners that don't know, Ross is the uh, the founder of the Silk Road. He's so hasn't of- he had time since this question to right. figure out like what is up with Ross Ulbricht? Yeah, I mean, I, case, uh, investigate it. I guess he would say he's busy, right? He's making a lot of campaign stops and campaign appearances. Well, you have somebody that works for you schedule. that writes things down and is like, hey, you need to figure this out. Here's some information, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but apparently he hasn't. Hasn't looked into it, so currently has no answer on Ross Ulbricht, and the best he can say is he'll look into it. He'll consider it. And then, apparently, on stage at this event where his security disarmed everyone who wanted to come in, he said to, I presume, a question that was asked, he said, quote, I'm not going to take away anyone's guns as president of the United States, unquote, but then went on to say that we need to figure out how to deal with school shootings. So he's not going to take your guns away, but he took them away to come see him speak. Yeah, just on the campaign trail? How are you supposed to take this guy seriously? Well, I think that 
the I think that it makes a reasonable amount of sense that somebody might not the, the presidential candidate might not want a bunch of guns there. And if they're big enough, then th- they've got Secret Service. I don't know if he does or not. Um, does I don't he? know. He had some security There's looking people security. just like walking around the front. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, taking guns. If you don't like it, don't go, I guess is what I'd say. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Of course, you can't even believe anything he says anyway. I mean, he says he's going to pardon Sanj, but if he gets elected and then doesn't, it's not like you can sue him. Didn't Trump do that? No, Trump did not do that. He should have because he complimented WikiLeaks before Hmm. he got elected. Hour number two is coming up. On Free Talk Live, we're bringing people to the ideas of liberty every day. From wrestling superstars like Glenn Jacobs. You guys really are having an impact, I believe. Like I said, uh, a lot of where I am now is due to listening to Free Talk Live. You changed my mind on some very important issues years ago. To random people tuning in on the radio. I was kind of stuck in the left-right paradigm. I heard your show by chance on a Saturday night. From there, I went on, joined the Free State Project, and become an amplifier. So, I mean, that's really the reason why I amp is uh, because I know that if it wasn't for you guys being on as many stations as you are, I never would have found the ideas of liberty. You can help more people hear the message of liberty by joining Free Talk Live's AMPS program on Patreon for as little as $5 a month. And you'll get access to special perks. Visit amps.freetalklive.com, amps.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. We are kicking off the second hour of this live episode in the midst of a week of mostly recorded shows, which we don't normally do, but when we are on a uh, event like the Porcupine Freedom Festival and we're set up that remote broadcast, as they call it in the business, we do those recorded just because it makes it a lot easier. And it's, uh, it's a lot more fun. That way you can kind of hang out at nighttime. And, uh, in this case, Aria DeMezzo, our main host on the ground at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, is taking the day off. So we're here in the studio with Ian and Bonnie, also Mark joining us remotely from Mexico City. And Hola! Also, yes. Uh, oh, I, before I go to the calls, we do have Gob back on the line. He's actually calling from the UK tonight on the SIP line at sip.freetalklive.com. Super important person. Uh, sip.freetalklive.com. That's not actually what it stands for, but I like it. And uh, Bonnie, you said you wanted to comment on the Rush Limbaugh story that Mark told earlier regarding uh, when Rush, once upon a time, this must have been the late 90s or early aughts, when uh, Rush Limbaugh was a commenter on a ABC football show. Yeah, apparently he got uh, reprimanded for saying, is this man, Warren Moon, actually popular for being a good footballer or is he popular for being black it just occurred to me like i'm sitting here thinking about it that's the epitome of woke what rush limbaugh did because what's woke supposed to mean it's supposed to mean i'm awake i see what's really going on here you can't fool me i'm not asleep like these sheeple and that that's one definition no that's that's what it's always been like when the black people were using that uh usage like back in the black panthers days they were saying I'm awake to what's going on, like, this is going on, you know, whatever they believed was going on, mm-hmm. I'm awake to it. That's what woke meant. Like, don't be asleep, don't be But that's not what it sheeple. means these days. Well, yes, it is, because when people were saying it about, like, 
somebody being trans, they're saying like a trans person can just say like, you know, I think we should move on. I think we should, uh, you know, I see what's going on. Like we're being held down and I think we should wake up and everybody be equal. And then they'll get called woke for that. That's, that's what it always means in every situation. It's just that it has went from people saying like, yes, I am woke to, oh, you're woke. Like now it's become bad. Anyways, mm. I think that what Rush Limbaugh did is the epitome of what woke is. It's like, I see what's really going on here. There is no way he's just popular for being a good footballer. I, You want me to like him just because he's black. Well, I don't know. He asked a question. Well, which isn't the same with an thing implication. As- it's not like everybody lives in a vacuum. And he was just like, oh, I have a question. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know the situation with Rush Limbaugh. I don't know. Was it Warren Moon? Did you say his name was? That's what you said. But I, I, I didn't. Okay. I don't know anything about the situation you until you said it. Um, well, uh, you know, I, I know that Rush knew a heck of a lot more about football than I do, and he was in a room with guys who were paid to know things about football, and they sort of nodded in agreement with him. Um, if you got to ever got to see the video of what happened. Uh, all I, all I, you know, it, it looked very much like Rush stepped on the third rail of American television. The reason I bring it up is just because I want to say, sounds like that Rush Limbaugh fellow is a woke loser. Hmm. May his soul well, rest in peace. Dead. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I agree with you on this, Bonnie. I feel like the term woke these days is thrown around not to describe someone who's awake or aware of something going really going on. But it's just thrown around by conservatives to describe people who they consider to be politically correct. People because that it went that are from pandering to uh, certain political groups, basically. Yes, but that's what it started off as. And then the it people started off as what you described earlier as people yes, who are aware and- of. That's why I'm just things. explaining to you why it evolved into what it means. I'm not saying that it the word hasn't changed meanings to me, me okay. an insult. I'm saying that that's why, because well, otherwise it makes no sense. Like, what does w- the word woke have to do with a tranny? It doesn't make any sense. Uh, but it does with what I just explained days. to you. Okay. Uh, but that's not how it's used now. It's transitioned into an woke. insult kind of means the awake to the systematic oppression that currently exists in modern society. That's exactly right? what it means. But that's but, not how it's being used. But it's it's used as well, an insult because somebody would say I'm woke because no, I it's that this it's the the claim is is um that the systematic oppression doesn't exist. It only exists in the minds of people who can't cognate because they've been given participation tro- trophies their entire lives. That's the opposite. All right, let's go to the phones here. Uh, we got Gob on the line in the UK, across the pond. It's uh, about 1 a.m., so good morning, Gob. What's on your mind tonight? Good morning. So just yeah, just before I say what I was going to say, just that, that conversation you were just having now. Um, I mean, woke, as far as I'm aware, the word is kind of used sarcastically, like, you know, to say, like, oh, you're woke. As in, like, if you say something totally ridiculous, that's kind of totally over the top in terms of, like, being... I think it's inclusive or tolerant or whatever. And if you call it woke, that's kind of sarcastic because you're saying, well, you're not just aware of, of like racism or whatever, but you're taking it to a ridiculous extent. That's how I thought it's mm-hmm. always used. There was a professor from UCLA that said that white people should have to work for free on June 19th. That sounds pretty woke, right? He's taking it to a ridiculous place, yeah. Yeah, and you would call him woke sarcastic because that's not—he's not just woke, as in he's not like awake and aware. He's just being kind of a, 
And even if you you didn't understand that that's what I meant, that's exactly what I meant. It meant a thing at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Now people use it as an insult to say like, oh yeah, you're so woke. You think trans people should be able to blah, 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 whatever. Mm -hmm. But what I'm explaining to you is that it's this double faceted thing. When somebody would use it to describe themselves, probably not really anymore because... It just like has a bad connotation now. Right. It's turned into in the same an way insult. that I wouldn't use the word anarchist uh, to describe myself because it oh, is, because people believe that it is a bomb throwing violent individual because that's the way it gets used in popular. I society. didn't say someone shouldn't, so I don't know why you think that's some kind of like an own. I was saying so somebody probably wouldn't. What do you mean? Someone shouldn't what? Pro- I wasn't saying no one should use the word woke to describe themselves. I was saying I didn't say you said that. People probably wouldn't. Okay, yeah, I don't think they would either, in the same way that I wouldn't describe myself as an anarchist because of what people have done to the word. Anyway, Gob, go ahead. Yeah, so the other day um, you were discussing, like, conservatarians. I think it was like four, three, four, five days ago. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and like, you were discussing, like, where kind of where's the line between, like, an actual kind of conservatarian, so to speak, and just a conservative. My, my view on that is that basically a conservatarian uh is basically ron paul like someone with like libertarian views but kind of slightly conservative like personal leanings but i think if someone is more conservative than that and less libertarian than that i think that's just a conservative like Mm -hmm. in that episode like mark i think you were saying that you like even support like ron DeSantis and stuff and i I don't know if you describe these people as libertarian leading or something but i just think they're like not wholesome people at all i don't know why why they have any association to libertarianism right so who's not wholesome people ron DeSantis or yeah ron DeSantis, and there were a couple of other names which i don't really recall but like these were like i don't know like quite often you just seem to be like slightly kind of like um, on side with like these people, these like neocon kind of people. Well, I don't know that I take uh, neocons. I, I don't appreciate anything that has to do with war. Um, but what I would say is, is that, um, you know, I mean, I, I stayed in New Hampshire. I stayed in Florida. I like what Ron DeSantis did during COVID. I like the questions he asked of the United States federal government um, when when Trump was saying, hey, there's nothing I can do about Fauci. You know, um, DeSantis was hiring a guy who was asking questions. So uh, to me, what I like to see is a field that is that gives us choice in the presidency. <laughs> I look. I, I just prefer to have options. Like, for instance, RFK. While Ian is using airtime to to smash RFK, I'll say RFK is quoted as saying, I'll pardon Assange and Snowden. You know what? I would love to hear have a Democrat on the ballot that has said that. I'm not talking about what's going to happen in the general election. First, before the general election, there's going to be a primary election. And in that primary, I would like both parties to have better options than they currently do. Okay, well, DeSantis is a neoconservative warmonger. uh, And, I mean, just to sit here and act like that's not... Like, that used to be an issue for you. That used to be, like, I I would say a key issue for you would be a candidate's position on war. And to say that you can just override that, or it seems like this is what you're saying, that you'll just ignore... I haven't done the research when it comes to these things, I'm not likely to even vote. I don't have a as a resident of the, the U.S. Mariana. If you had, if you don't know anything about him, why what are you, are you talking about? Pimp, pimp the guy. 
Like well, saying how great he was. Yeah, that's why God's calling in tonight. You said you like him, right? You keep talking like about it. him. Like he's I some certainly like living in Florida more than I like living in New Hampshire during COVID nineteen. And I know your views are not like neocon. Like I think it was just well, I was listening to it today. I don't know when it was was from, but the podcast and you guys were talking about the FBI and this like sting operation they did on some some like disabled kind of terrorist guy. Mm-hmm. And your views on the FBI were totally like not neocon at all and very libertarian. But I just it's, I just like. Um, I mean, some of these. I mean, like, look, you're saying that Ron DeSantis says good things about like COVID and stuff, but I mean, Trump made like almost everyone. Not, I don't know about almost everyone, but he made loads of people believe that he was gonna like cut the allegiance with Saudi Arabia and all of that, and you know, drain the swamp and all of that stuff. And I mean, you you've got to know that politicians say stuff. Uh, I mean, surely you know it. Well, Gob, I, I don't believe for a second. Here, let's 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 get off the uh, crazy train where there is no president, right? There is going to definitely be a president of the United States of America in um, coming up next year, right? Like we're definitely going to have somebody in that office. And that's the, 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 that's the reality of the situation. We simply cannot change it. It's probably going to be Joe Biden, Donald Trump, maybe Ron DeSantis, I mean, like, is there a longer list? You Shall I put together no a longer idea list right now? I mean, we're a, a more than a year away from the election. I have you, studied enough history to tell you that the president is very likely to win a second term. Well, he's definitely right that this is these are most likely the most likely people to become president. But it's Too not because it's not because of what Mark thinks. It's just because it's pre-chosen for us. There's no. they're putting out their uh, I don't know. They put out. A lot of people well, think Ian, they know would you what's like going to take, happen. Would you like to take a wrong. shot at this? Can you add some people to my list? I don't care. People who might I, be it's, president. It's I know you don't. It's and too that's early what, to say these what, things right It's now. too early to, to add somebody to the list yeah. who might be president be, of the United States? It will never be time to be able to say. You say, be, you just figure out which one they're obviously pushing on you, and then you see... Which one it's going to be? And I think it's I mean, disturbing that you're the one, Mark, here on broadcast radio. People don't choose the president. DeSantis pushing somebody who you just admitted you don't know enough about. Uh, and when I tell you this guy is a neoconservative, you just say, "Well, I don't know enough about him," and you just go on to talk about how he could be the president. And somebody's got to be the president, while you know that there is an actual free stater running against Ron DeSantis. His name is Aaron Day. You've interviewed him on the radio. You know who he is personally. You know he's a principled, liberty-minded guy. So why would you pimp this DeSantis thug? Well, who's Mark a total likes police state. Mark likes what DeSantis has done with Florida and Gitmo, so he likes him. <laughs> um, I'll take Aaron Day any day of the week. I think he would be a really awesome president. Great. Then start but, talking about him instead of DeSantis. But, but that doesn't mean that I have to say say it to the exclusion of everybody else. We're still in the primary era here, and I would like to say I would love to see RFK Jr. on the Democratic ballot. He will be. And I would love to see uh, Aaron Day on the Republican There's ballot. a good chance RFK Jr. will win New Hampshire because Joe Biden is not supposed to be on the ballot in New Hampshire. So unless Wouldn't Joe- that be interesting? It I would, would love to see that. Yeah. I'd love to see him win oh, um, Iowa, then New Hampshire, and then suddenly the Democrats start pretending like the uh, the primary is starting in South Carolina. That's what's because probably going to for those that don't know, um, the Democrats have uh, decided that Iowa and New Hampshire are too not diverse 
maybe they're a little woke, for instance. Um, and they, they, they just can't do that. So it's got to be South Carolina to pick uh, who's going to be the, you know, be Wait, the so first primary. What do you mean that Biden wouldn't be on the ballot? In they're New not going to file because they rearranged the, uh, the Democrats have their own. Uh, calendar essentially of what they're going to consider to be the first primary in the nation. New mm-hmm. Hampshire has the first primary in the nation, and it's not going to move their primary to appease the Democratic Party. While the Democratic Party said, well, we don't want to count New Hampshire's primary, even though it is the first primary. We want to count South Carolina because South Carolina is more diverse as a population and Joe Biden's more likely to win in South Carolina because Biden hasn't had as easy of a time in New Hampshire in the past. So they just basically disqualified New Hampshire, disqualified Iowa, which is the um, not the primary caucus. caucus. So these are the two that happened before South Carolina and Democratic Party said we're only going to consider South Carolina and then, you know, whatever comes after that. And so essentially they've just sidelined Iowa and sidelined New Hampshire. And the New Hampshire and Iowa Democrats are not happy about uh, about this, but there's nothing they can do about it. They were, they were outvoted, uh, you know, they were the only people that voted to keep things status quo. The rest of the Democratic National Committee voted to change the order of things. And so along with them changing the order of the primaries – comes a certain edict from the Democratic Party that says, thou shalt not run in the New Hampshire primary as a Democratic candidate. And if you do run as a New Hampshire or sorry, a Democrat in New Hampshire, then they will punish you. So they're they're planning on doing things like, and I don't know if this is this might be a little speculative, but they they may be uh, sort of decertifying New Hampshire's results. So if RFK Jr. wins the New Hampshire primary because Biden won't be on the ballot, if RFK Jr. wins, someone's going to win. There are going to be candidates that yep. run in New Hampshire because they want the attention. Little candidates, right? Like, you know, Vermin Supreme or people like that. They're going to run. One of them's going to win. They're going to get some level of attention from this. But what's going to happen is when the Democratic Party has their convention, which is where the real voting happens, that's where the candidates who've won the different state primaries, they have delegates at the convention who then cast ballots at the convention, that then determines who the Democratic nominee is. Same thing happens, I believe, with the Republican Party. Uh, but basically what the Democrats are saying is, New Hampshire, your delegates won't count. We're, we're just going to give your delegates over to you know South Carolina or something like that, and then they have to vote the way South Carolina votes. Or we just won't count your delegates at all uh, if you win or if you fight. So you fi- weird. It's like... Yeah. It's like the veil of, oh, the people choose the president is completely been wiped away. Yeah, the people people in New Hampshire Hampshire don't matter. Correct. It's not like I actually care about this. It's just, this is the thing you're supposed to be about a democracy, Democrats. Yep. Not, but white people just Hampshire. don't matter, I guess. They they've done it the last two times too. Uh, Bernie Sanders was likely to win, possibly going to win in 2016, and likely to win in 2020. Um, and you know they just they they you know, it's a big conspiracy. Well, they they got these super delegates. It, they, what they did there was they 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 did some shenanigans at the convention. They didn't disqualify all of one state. Like that's what they're doing now. They're they're right. getting even more. But they could obvious. very well do that um, because that state held its primary at the wrong time. I mean, Correct. yeah, they could absolutely do that, and I think it's likely that they will do that. Um, and they certainly don't want somebody like RFK up on the stage saying things that are contrary what uh, the team that's running Joe Biden is doing. Right. Gob, any other thoughts tonight you want to share? 
Um, not really, not off the top of my head. Um, yeah. Oh, but good luck with the sentencing. Though. Thank you for the call tonight, Gob. I do appreciate hearing from you. Uh, the number is six. One thing I'd, I'd like to, to mention a tweet from Twisted Latex, who died recently at Porkfest. A listener of ours, longtime listener we talked about at the start of the show. The beautiful thing about the Kennedy campaign is that he reminds Democrats that it's okay to think and not parrot CNN. Yeah, if uh, people were able to listen to him, which, of course, the mainstream media is completely blocking him out. YouTube is blocking people who uh, talk about RFK, apparently, or post videos of his interviews. Even if the information, you know, what RFK Jr. has said gets to the ears of the average Democrat, it won't really matter because there's already the campaign of he's a conspiracy theorist. He's a he's a wacky conspiracy theorist. And that's the thing that they're going to listen to overall. Of course, I'm I don't know every single person on the planet, but so, yeah, there's going to be some people that maybe his ideas get to and maybe gets him to think, but it's not going to make some kind of big difference. And RFK Jr. is going to have the Democrats like, yeah, the vaccine was probably not a good idea. No, they're just uh, they already have the idea that he's a conspiracy well there's going to be some people that listen there's always going to be fence sitters there's always going to be people who haven't made up their mind and there are people who don't like joe biden within the democratic party so the people in the democratic party who are quote-unquote fence sitter haven't made up their mind and aren't just towing the party line a hundred percent you know like believe everything that they're supposed to believe is very small i don't know i'm not in the democratic party so i can't speak to that well um, actually, I, I, you know, I've got this thing that I've said for a very long time is that a third of voters would vote for Hitler if he was running for, as a Republican mm, yeah. and a third of voters would vote for Stalin if he was running as a Democrat. And that leaves one third of voters to decide how the election goes. And I've adjusted that to some extent to say, you know what, it might be 40% on either side. And then you're talking about 20% in the middle really making up um, the difference. And right now, or at least uh, a couple of weeks ago when I looked it up, maybe a week ago when I looked it up, it was actually 40% of Americans disapprove, uh, excuse me, approve of Joe Biden and 40% approve of Donald Trump. And the disapprovals on both sides were 60% and 60%. Hmm. So it's going to leave, at this moment in time, the 20% in the middle to pick between crooked old perverts that we both that we all hate. Yeah, didn't you have some statistics tonight, Mark? Was that what you... This, was Were those the statistics, or did you have others? No, that- this is... This is another story that I've got that um, I wanted to share. You had something well, about voter opinions right. regarding these perverts. Well, can I just like, uh, comment on that? The, the thing about it is the ones that disapprove of Biden but are lifetime Democrats will still vote for him because they can't oh, have they Trump. Right. That's what my grandma, right. who is a huge Hillary Clinton uh 100% so Democrat the people, told me. So, by the way, so will all of the people who are, oh, DeSantis is so great. Trump is evil. The, there's like this whole crew of yeah. pro-DeSantis people. And as soon as Trump, if he wins the primary, they're all going to get behind. They'll hold they're their nose. Like, yeah, we can't have yeah. Biden yep. again. Anyone but Biden. I agree with that say. completely. Um, is, is that whoever wins the Republican nomination is going to be who the Republicans largely vote for. Yep. It's because they can't have the Biden crime, crime family in office or vice versa you just you know i mean that's, that's how voting's done for president of the united states now the article from independent.co.uk two poll reveals voters think trump is a criminal biden is too old and desantis is a fascist 
Voters want change, but still remain unsatisfied with their options by Mm -hmm. John Bowden. Hmm. Uh, A new poll from the JL Partners underscores major weaknesses. By the way, we've been saying this on (laughs) Free Talk Live for a long time. Um, A new poll from JL Partners underscores major weaknesses for the three men most likely to be sworn in as president on 20 January 2025, with little good news to soften the blow. With the GOP primary now in full swing, is this what full swing looks like? Maybe it's because I don't spend that much time in the United States, but it doesn't feel like there's a full swing primary going on. No, I agree with you there. Uh, I mean, given that we're in New Hampshire, which is where the full swing primary normally goes on because they're trying to win here first. Obviously, we're going to lose the Democrat candidates uh, for the the most part, if there are any. Uh, but the Republicans don't seem to be pounding the streets here real uh, real heavy. I mean, I haven't heard a whole lot. I thought Joe, uh, Donald Trump was here. They're here. I mean, they've been here. Uh, Trump's Tulsi Gabbard has been here. The Vex uh, psychopath has yeah, been yeah. here. There's okay. more coming up here in moments. It's Free Talk Live. Talk live. You can bring up anything that you want here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. It's Ian, Bonnie, and Mark joining you tonight. Uh, coming up, we do have the story from OMG, the O'Keefe Media Group. Uh, James O'Keefe, who has left, or I don't know if he left or was fired or whatever. I think that's all still up in the air, but. Anyway, he got uh, removed from Project Veritas in some manner and started his own thing. He's still doing the undercover video uh, interviews and such, and they busted a guy from BlackRock recently. We'll share some of that with you uh, coming up. But let's go to your phone calls and thoughts here. Oh, by the way, before we do that, I do want to say thanks to the Decentralized Autonomous Organization over at Dash for sponsoring us here on Free Talk Live. And we talk a lot about cryptocurrency here on Free Talk Live. And these days, the idea of a decentralized autonomous organization is kind of old hat. I mean, it's been around for a while. There have been several, uh, probably dozens of uh, different DAOs or decentralized autonomous organizations formed. But Dash did it first, and they did it almost a decade ago. Uh, The Dash DAO, 10% of the mining rewards go into a treasury, and then anyone with one dash, which is just above 30 bucks right now, I think, last time I looked at least, uh, can put forward a proposal to the dash masternodes, and then those masternodes can vote on it. They vet the proposals, they decide which ones move forward and get funded by that treasury. Uh, And then, of course, that's how we got this sponsorship. So Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies, and it's widely available on exchanges and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get, it's easy to use Dash. You can start by learning more at dash.org and thanks to the dash DAO for sending us 32 dash per month to promote dash on the air you can visit dash.org to learn about dash that's dash.org as we go to your calls and thoughts major pain you're on free talk live go ahead hey guys good evening yeah i got a couple for you tonight this one here just popped evidently mark zucker not mark Zuck, yeah mark zuckerberg no elon musk challenged mark zuckerberg to a cage fight, and he's evidently accepted. Are you serious? I saw that, but I didn't know anyone accepted. Yeah, evidently yeah. they've been having a Twitter battle from hell for I don't know how long, but yeah, the pimples finally popped. Wow. Wow, I'm I'm amazed. Yeah, I, I'd seen the challenge as well, but I did not know about the acceptance. 
Well, who knows if it's going to come to fruition or if it's just smoke to give them both a little more publicity. You know, that too could be a possibility. I Do mean, they need publicity? <laughs> yeah, they certainly are two of the most popular uh, individuals as far as uh, influence and running big websites. Uh, I've got to say, I think Elon, Elon Musk will uh, take that squirt down. They got well, hold on. Uh, Zuckerberg is a uh, martial artist. Oh, is he really? Yeah, I don't know about. I doubt Elon Musk is. I bet you're right about that. Okay, and in that case, then that changes uh, changes things. Well, they, they've all got their massive egos. They got to get <laughs> That's true. Another one I had for you. This is about a month old. I've been saving it for you. Connecticut, the uh, Department of Conservation or DNR or whatever they want to call themselves, I always call them the fish pigs. They have been using bears for cops. What does that mean? They got these steel collars on them, right, with cameras. And it's illegal to feed the bears in Connecticut. So they're filming the bears coming into back people's backyards and uh, writing them tickets. Well, there's this one particular bear, Bear 019, I believe, and he caused all kinds of ruckus. And it might have got the whole uh, the whole uh, department and project shut down because of the uh, all, all the stink it caused. They didn't want it to get out that they were using bears for cops, so they shut it down and put the kibosh to it real quick, I think. But yeah, the, the guilty bear was zero one nine, and he did what exactly? Well, he was go. The people were probably throwing food out in the back forty just to watch the bears, right? Uh-huh. It's illegal to feed the bears, right? So they got you know the property and the camera and GPS tracking and all that crap on these collars. Mm-hmm. They just cross referenced it, figured out where the bear was getting his grub, and pulled up and wrote him up. Damn, and these people walked back. I mean, it is dumb to feed bears. Yeah, not a good. I'm not plan. saying the government should. Did you know take money from them? They're cute though. I love bears. I don't understand people the bl- who the just want to kill cute. a bear. The, the brown bears are kind of scary. Well, they're all cute. It's just that if they could be tamed, they would be way cuter. We, we were looking at bear stuff online actually just the other night. I think last night, and somebody posted an alleged photograph of a <laughs> shaved bear. It was terrifying. And it's really scary looking like that. It's like, not how I would expect it to look at all. It looks like a demon. Yeah, it removes all of the cuteness from, from the bear if you <laughs> shave the bear. There was a, a picture bear. in that, you know, the cryptozoology stuff where you're supposed to be like weird animals no one's ever seen. And yeah. That kind of thing. There was yeah. a raccoon with mange on one of these, um, which means that all of his hair fell out. And it was, you know, it was pretty scary pretty looking. Scary, I bet. <laughs> Like a yeah, you're right. The picture of the bear with no hair is pretty ugly. <laughs> it's like a giant demon yeah. wandering around the forest instead right, of Major. just like a little imp. With a beetle's haircut. Well, there was purportedly a pig. Huh? I don't know what that bear, that shaved bear looked like, but Bonnie, if you ever get between a she-bear and her cub, you won't think they're so damn cute. No doubt. I would never do that. Yeah, bad plan. Thanks for the call tonight, Major. I appreciate it. Uh, the number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. My whole life, I've been like, anytime, this question has been posed to me multiple times. If you could make any animal a pet and it would be like nice and tame, which one would you choose? And I always mm-hmm. say bear because really? that'd be so fun and cute. They are so big, though. I mean, And you could ride it around. Small. You could just be like, take me to the... <laughs> Take me to, to school. The store. Yeah, whatever. Uh, okay. Uh, so let's see. It where looks were like we? bears are pretty closely related to dogs. Really? Yeah. There's lots of little, mm-hmm. like, she, Shiba Inus and things like that that look like bears. 
Um, I want to read the story from The Guardian uh, where a guy says, or at least part of it, as a martial artist, vet, uh, martial arts veteran, I know Zuckerberg could take Musk in a fight, mm-hmm. but what a waste of energy, Joel Snape. <laughs> oh, it's a, um, it's and, a show. I mean, people are going to want to see the show. I mean, right, and that's gonna... what he says. Are Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg going to have a cage fight? Of course they aren't. In case you missed the story, Zuckerberg's company Meta recently released plans for a Twitter-like app. That's right. Musk responded to tweets about it by saying he was up for a cage fight, in quotation marks. (laughs) With uh, Facebook founder Zuck shot back with a meme that uh, that only Ultimate Fighting Championship fans will actually get. And the world continues to turn and get hotter. The only thing you really need to understand about this affair is that it's two men who shouldn't have... G-S-O-H, anywhere near their potential dating profile, uh, tried to make uh, some funnies, and everyone else joined in the Battle Royale for attention. Did G-S-O-H? I mention, yeah, I don't know what that means. Yeah, I'm trying um, to think what that means. Did I mention it's really hot outside? But I want to look up the meme. You guys look up the G-S-O-H. I'm just thinking <laughs> oh, maybe so they're... The meme is this guy that looks like he's taken a few punches to the face um, in a hoodie says, send me location. Mm. <laughs> I feel like so I clearly would get it that. means that he's not scared. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, he's not scared. I, I think I we get can that. all get it. G-S-O-H in personal ads, according to Urban Dictionary, in personal ads, it is an abbreviation that is intended to represent good sense of humor. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, that's funny. It well, could also stand for good salary own home. <laughs> either are funny yeah. anyway that's all i want to read there right. well I, I, this just makes me wonder what if they get together or get you know their teams get together and they just you know f- frame a fight you know like a fake wrestling thing just It'd to be do hilarious it. well, it's a cage match yeah. when has a cage match not been fake i don't know isn't the goal <laughs> of the fake. cage match to like get out of the cage ufc used to be the only uh sporting event that i could watch on tv because it's actually interesting like Eden's yeah, UFC is yeah, UFC is real. Um, oh. Whereas professional wrestling it's does not. cage matches. In my experience, oh. I'm, I'm no expert in any of this. I mean, I can't cages. watch UFC because I do not like people getting to watch people getting punched in the face, and I don't like mm. it. Well, you're not attracted to men. <laughs> you're right. I'm not. That's I don't want to see women punch each other in the face. It's either. not really attractive. It's just like I don't know. It's like before they start punching each other, it's like, ooh, I want that one to win. That's all. <laughs> I can kind of understand this. Like, I get where she's coming from. Um, <laughs> it makes some sense. I'm looking up cage match. Isn't the but goal like of the- football so boring? It doesn't matter how hot a football person is. I can't watch slow moving across a field over like five hours or whatever. Okay, my recollection is partially correct. According to the Wikipedia article about professional wrestling match types, the steel cage match is a match that takes place in a steel cage which surrounds the ring. You can win by pinfall submission or escaping the cage by climbing over with both feet hitting the floor outside or by exiting the door with both feet hitting the floor so if you can leave the cage before the other person then can you can grab your win. ankle yeah yeah that's crazy i've, I've never heard, watched anything like that it would be pretty entertaining well, if they did this. I just got to see the luchador match here in Mexico and oh, really? uh, those guys do amazing acrobatics wow now are those fake and- what do you mean by fake? I mean, I should have said fake in the first place. Uh, there's some level of choreography, mm-hmm. yes, and I suspect the winner is pre-chosen. Uh, pre-chosen. Um, obviously, the acrobatics are not fake. Sure, um, yeah, that's true. And people are people are taking strikes in ways that they can do without mm-hmm. being permanently injured. 
Um, so it's very you know, similar it's, to professional wrestling. It's a show. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. a show. Okay. It's the same way as professional wrestling is a show. Mm-hmm. A show by very skilled people. Yeah, absolutely. Were they shirtless and they just had the luchador mask on? By and large, they're running around in a pair of tidy whities that are <laughs> multicolors and a mask. Yeah. The important questions. I mean, they these guys are thick. Like, there's no thin waists. You know, nobody's running around with a size 28 waist here by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. They're very muscular men, but um, you know, not 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 thin in the waist. So, uh, yeah, I would never take away any kind of athleticism from uh, professional wrestlers. I mean, these guys are incredible professional athletes, whether they, the matches are real or not is immaterial to the uh, you know, the expertise that these guys have at their craft. I mean, they're very, very good. And so you're saying the luchadors might even be more impressive than uh, American professional wrestling? I think that luchadors are widely considered to be a more acrobatic version mm-hmm. of professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make them better or anything like that. I mean, you know, wrestling's a show, yep. so you like the showman that you like for the reasons that you like them. Right. Uh, all right. But yes, so, they bring in luchadors to WWE, and they bring WWE down here. No kidding. All right, that's cool. It's just their own style in Mexico. So we were talking about Robert Kennedy Jr., and there's one more aspect here that I don't think we ever finished. It was actually brought up at the very beginning of the discussion, and Mark, that was the uh, the question about secession. Carla Garrick, who is uh, one of the... I think she's a board of directors member at the Foundation for New Hampshire Independence, which is a great pro-independence organization here in New Hampshire. Uh, She did ask the question, uh, apparently after explaining why many of us in the Liberty Movement support peaceful independence for New Hampshire, she did ask the question, as president, would you use violence to stop us from seceding? According to Dr. Carlin B. on Twitter, uh, he, she says that RFK deflected and didn't answer, saying he wants to bring people together. So, basically, dodged the question, slimed away, as you would Nobody expect. Nobody wants to be the president that was president when the union failed. Um, <laughs> you know? So, I'm not surprised, but it's an excellent question. I'm glad they asked it. Yeah, I am too. I mean, uh, if you're going to sit outside and wait for an hour or however the hell long it took to get inside this venue, I mean, there were huge lines outside of the uh, the RFK. Of free staters giving up their guns. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I really was uh, <laughs> surprised. I don't even to think it. that a lot of them were free staters. Like, there's a lot of people that come to Porkfest that aren't free staters. I didn't recognize people in this giant line. That's did true. You mean? I didn't recognize a lot of people. I did see a few hmm. uh, that I did recognize. But uh, for the most part, it may have been, well, it, it wasn't people apparently who were just randomly there likely because apparently they did still have to have a Porkfest ticket to attend yeah, but this people go event. to Porkfest that aren't free staters. No, that's true. There's people who are considering moving and, and there's also people who just won't consider moving. They just want to come to a, a libertarian camping festival. Anyway, um, I, you know, I, I, I don't think that RFK Jr. should have been prohibited from speaking at this event, but I think it was uh, I think it's embarrassing to have him in the main pavilion and have everybody locked down and have all these different things uh, that are just completely surprising to see happening at the Porcupine Freedom. Wait, Festival. did we even bring up that Maj tour canceled? No, we didn't talk about that yet. Because no, I, what? I, I just got to say, I have to say <laughs> it's so I I don't think that it could have turned out better. Porkfest got all of the pushback from the real libertarians who didn't want Maj coming there and actually, uh, you know, threatening violence and none of the clout that they thought would make it all worth it. I can't think of a better turnout, honestly. So I'm not anti-Porkfest, but no. when you do dumb things 
I don't want it to see it work out for you. That's all. So I do well, want to. I'll, I'll say this: I support both RFK and Tulsi Gabbard being at Porkfest. I do not support Porkfest accepting Maj there with threats of violence. Agreed. Now, I didn't have the conversation with him over the phone, mm-hmm. so I can't make the final judgment. But one of the reasons I didn't go to Porkfest this year, and there are a variety of them, one of the reasons I didn't go was because I just don't want to be there when Maj and Arya begin having a verbal battle and then something goes from there. I don't want to be in that space. Yeah, so uh, there was a uh, a lot of controversy over this. This was pre the RFK controversy. The big controversy was Maj Tour threatening people over a drag queen story hour. And by the way, I haven't heard, but apparently the drag queen story hour happened today. It was scheduled oh, for yeah. today, which was supposed to be the day that Maj Tour was going to give his speech. One of his speeches. He was scheduled for multiple uh, different speeches over a, a few days. And Maj did not attend today. The rumor uh, started going around last night that he had canceled. But I do want to ga- give, I want to give a caveat to this discussion because, according to someone calling themselves Barbara Williams on Twitter, act like Barbara, she posts to one of the threads about this, and she is claiming that Maj Tour was quote accosted by cops in Philly Tuesday night around 9 p.m. Eastern. While filming a live interview with Tom Woods, no one has heard from him since. Whoa. So it is possible that Maj Tour actually was arrested and or something. And didn't flake for the third time? I've heard a third time. I know for a fact he did not go the one year that um, he was invited to go. And I can tell you a little bit more about that. But uh, So it is possible. This has not been confirmed. That is just what this woman is saying. Uh, the claim is that, uh, th- and this has not been addressed from what I can tell by Tom Woods. I-, I looked at least earlier today. I have not checked in the last few hours. But on his profile, Tom Woods didn't say anything about, oh, my God, what's going on with my friend Maj? You know, he was uh, accosted by police. This is just what this one lady's saying. Hmm. But Maj's posts on Tuesday do back up at least her claim he uh, he was making a ton of posts on social media on Tuesday, all doing like fundraising stuff. And then all of a sudden, it you know he just posts. The last post was like seven thirty, and no she's post saying, on Wednesday. Nothing on Wednesday. Nothing today. Wow. So he didn't ever say he wasn't going to go. He didn't say he was sorry or anything like that. It just has not been addressed. There has been no public post at all from Maj since Tuesday night. And uh, is there a video of this, or is there just well, you know the audio like? Oh, there's cops here. I'm so surprised. What are these cops? And then he has a perfect excuse for not going. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's the other thing is like there's not any real way to verify this at this time. The woman, when pressed for that that further information that you're asking about, uh, Bonnie, she said something or it was her or somebody else who claimed that Tom is going to hold the video until Maj gives him um Give some permission to put it out. It's like that's weird. I I mean I can't I can't say I know Tom Woods well enough to to make a statement about whether that's valid or not. But 
you know, the way that we operate up here is if there's police harassing somebody on video, you get that video out as soon as possible. If somebody gets arrested by the police, you get the information out as soon as possible. You say, Maj is being held at the Philadelphia blah, blah, blah precinct. Here's the phone number. Call up. Make sure he's okay. That kind of thing, right? Like, that's what happens within at least our community if somebody gets arrested is the word gets out. And the word has not gotten out at least about this. So, yeah, is this just... Just an elaborate plot by Maj to avoid responsibility for oh my God. going to the Porcupine well, Freedom Festival. If he or wants did he to really keep the money and he doesn't want to get sued, maybe it's mm. is in, a, in an elaborate plot. I and mean, he had somebody call the cops on him. All right, so well, I, he has two strikes, so he probably wouldn't do that. You make up your own mind on this, but I'm going to give you a little more information with which you can do what you want. Okay, I I'm not ready to jump to any conclusions about what happened to Maj tour this week, but Me we either. do know he's not at Porkfest, and he was supposed to be. That much we know. Why that is, we don't yet. But according to the organizers of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, Roger Paxton, a longtime supporter here on Free Talk Live, organized a handful, maybe like three different Porcupine Freedom Festivals, was the key uh, guy in getting me back at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. It was Roger's work that brought me back. So thank you, Roger, uh, for putting in that time and effort. I know it was costly to you, and I appreciate it. Uh, But this is what he had to say because during one of the years that they were organizing Porkfest, they invited Maj Tour to speak. And I had I remembered this, and I remembered hearing that there was, like, some money involved, but I didn't know all the details. And so before I went off and, like, speculated, I wanted to contact Roger and find out what happened that year. So here, here's what he had to say. He waited, he being Maj. Maj waited until we were already at Porkfest to tell us that he had not booked his travel yet. And that if we wanted him to show up, we had to PayPal money for him to book his ticket. He told me it was going to be some outrageous amount. So I searched flights and found some for $500. Told him that I'd go ahead and book him since, uh, or book for him, since he didn't want to get reimbursed, even though that was the deal from the beginning. So he was breaking the deal. Mm. He said we could send him cash or he was, was not coming. I refused to send him cash. If he asked for an amount that was reasonably close to what the tickets were currently going for, I might not have been so alarmed, but it felt scammy as F. Wow, it it sounds like he was asking for Google Play gift cards. (laughs) (laughs) So you can extrapolate from that. You know, is this person a grifter? Is this person, you know, dishonest? Is this person a scam artist? I don't know. Uh, They didn't give him the money in that case and it's awfully you know strange that you know he wanted a bunch of money at the last minute he hadn't bought his ticket i mean at the very minimum what that says is this person is a piss poor planner he was he had a deal in advance with Porkfest. they they book these things long in advance these aren't last minute uh bookings right like they don't just call up somebody the week of and or the, a week before and say hey can you come to Porkfest? this is stuff they nailed down weeks if not months in advance so he had presumably time to make these decisions and of course everyone knows that when you want to get an airline ticket you get it earlier and you get a better price so he waits until the week of to throw an ultimatum at them and say yeah i want x dollars which was much higher than an airline ticket apparently would cost to buy my travel uh now and so they didn't they didn't bite on his offer this time we know that he was given some money, apparently, by uh, Constance, who was 
for her company, which is a real real estate company here in New Hampshire, they donated to um, whatever foundation that he has in order to secure his appearance at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. So he already got some money in this particular case, and and now he's not there. So that's the news, Mark. Well, it's all very interesting. Indeed. Uh, so yeah, it doesn't sound like he's just going to pop up. And so he's already being replaced on the schedules by various different uh, people and such. So that's the news there. That means I well, presume... They've, they've always got plenty of people to do speeches at Porkfest. That's yep, for sure. No doubt about it. In fact, Aaron Day uh, was given the speechifying slot in replacement of uh, Maj at today's... I think he had like an 11 a.m. I think he was actually following up uh, RFK, as a matter of fact. So they gave it to Aaron Day. Speaking of RFK, I wanted to finish up that story I've got with the uh, what Americans think about Joe Biden, Ron DeSantis, and uh, Donald Trump. Let's hear it. I don't even think we okay. really even started it. We we got the first paragraph in, yeah. and it was basically fluff anyway. With the GOP primary now in full swing, Americans are getting a good look at the alternatives the Republican Party will present at the election of President Joe Biden, who is already the oldest president ever to take office when he did so in 2021. Mm. But the top contenders in the GOP, uh, former President Donald Trump, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis each have debilitating labels to overcome if they have any shot of picking up ground with a general election audience, according to the survey. For Mr. Trump, voters will most likely describe him in one word as a criminal. Others uh, were even less flattering, such as disgusting, liar, evil, and dangerous, though Patriot also made the top 10 appearance. (laughs) He still has supporters. There's no doubt about that. The Florida governor got off arguably worse. The top two responses from voters describing Mr. DeSantis were fascist and unsure. All right, I want to continue here, and Mark, you'll give us more of this story coming up in hour number three. If you want to comment on uh, the Maj thing or the RFK thing or whatever happens to be on your mind, you can bring up anything uh, that you want here on Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. You can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. We are kicking off third hour. And joining you here tonight, it's Ian. And Bonnie. Mark. Mark's here too. Uh, he's from uh, joining us from Mexico City. And also we're going to take your calls, your thoughts. Mark was telling us that we're going to get back into the story about American voters sick of their choices already. Donald Trump, Joe Biden, this DeSantis uh, guy, these they're not really well liked apparently by, uh, by voters at this point in the game. And we can uh, get back into that story coming up. But let's go first to the phone calls and thoughts. We are live here tonight. Uh, Porkfest shows will resume, I think, starting tomorrow night. And uh, Aria and Captain Kickass and a lot of our crew are out at uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival right now, which is going on, by the way, going on through the weekend. So if you haven't yet made it up to the Porcupine Freedom Festival, Friday and Saturday are the two biggest days. If you can get up there, it's definitely still worth the trip to be around probably 2,000 plus other liberty-minded people. It's a really great festival. Highly recommended. Uh, Let's go to Bad Slave on the line in New Hampshire. Go ahead, Bad Slave. Thanks for taking my your call. I, I, your my call. call. Yes, sir. <laughs> exactly. 
Uh, I, I kind of missed the first hour, so I, 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 you may have answered this question already, but uh, I was uh, concerned about uh, the Second Amendment reaction to RFK Jr., uh, you know, banning firearms from the... Uh, You're kind of moving the phone around or something, Bad Slave. It's kind of hard to understand you. Sorry, I'll get a little closer. That's that's better. That Go better? ahead. What about RFK and the restrictions on this uh, firearms to attend his speech at Porkfest? I mean, was there any reaction? I mean, did people, you know, protest or I mean, or did they just kind of? That's a it? good question. I wasn't there, so the comments that I had were only based on you know what I could see as far as video and some posts online. I did see that someone had posted a sign nearby that said Grassy Knoll on it, so there was sort of well, a I protest in uh, in that way, but I don't know if there was any kind of active... There uh, was also a tent where one could go, like the Second Amendment tent or something, where one could go watch the speech virtually mm-hmm. and um, not disarm. Yep, I heard about that. That's true. You got a slide whistle there, uh, Bad Slave? <laughs> I'm trying to think of no, what that sounded like. No, it's me. Oh, uh, you know, sounds like Mexico's tea kettle. full of funny noises. <laughs> Pretty soon a guy will go by screaming things about tortillas or something. Thank you for the call, Bad Slave. I appreciate it. Uh, the number here tonight is 603-283-6160. As funny as I think it is, Grassy Knoll is like a little far. It's a little much, but man, it's, it, I mean, like it, that's, that's good humor, right? It's just right on the, it, it's, it's at the edge. I, I gotta, <laughs> I'm going to give humor. it a pass. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm going to give it a pass. Yeah. It, uh, like it, said, it just triggers me because I love JFK. We'll probably hear more about this. Uh, and like I said, within a couple of days, Aria and the people who are actually on the ground there today will be able to comment uh, on it. I'm sure that they will. It will likely be the yeah. subject of. Of some discussion on Free Talk Live when and they record. They'll have heard of other things. If anybody was like, yeah, I got in with my gun, or I don't know, something like that happens, they'll have heard about it by then. All right. Uh, let's see. Mark, you were telling us about the uh, voters in the United States are already looking at their potential candidates and they're less than pleased with the alleged front runners. Which is, by the way, why one of the reasons why I said earlier that I think it's presumptive. To say that you already know who's going to win the primary. And while it's likely going to be Biden well, on the Democrat side, because it's almost always well, a shoe in. How can the, you possibly say? <laughs> I, don't, I don't claim to know who's going to win the Republican primary, Ian. I wouldn't tell you that. Well, you made it sound like it was going to be one of two guys. And okay. I, I think he said likely, and I think he's right. Mark is right. Yeah, but I it think is it's too early. To be them. I think it's too early to say. Okay, I don't think it, it's too if early. it was someone else, it would just be wow, that was an unlikely change. Number not one. saying it's impossible. Ian, Ian, we went through this the last time with Daryl Perry when he was running for president. It's like you couldn't listen to anyone say the name of any other candidate than Daryl Perry. And God, I wish he would have won, but he didn't. What and are you I talking sincerely... about Daryl Perry wasn't in the Republican primary. He was running for president, and I was he on was a air. write-in candidate for the Libertarians. I know, and it was that unlikely. But you would still mention him every time anybody talked about the presidential race. Well, yeah, he was our co-host, and he was running for president. Why? Why shouldn't we? But okay. I, I didn't I'm say Daryl Perry shouldn't. was going to win the election or anything like that. I didn't make any predictions like that. But Mark, I will say nope. that Ian has Are a good you point. Making a prediction now. 
No, I'm definitely not making okay, a prediction good. now. But you sounded like you were making a prediction now. And every time the primary happens, there's always these quote-unquote front runners. And a lot of the time, they don't end up winning. Like Jeb Bush was like this big deal at one point, and then he just oh. went nowhere. That one election was a 2016 was really just weird as it could possibly be. There's no doubt. But I'll go ahead and make a prediction. It happens every time. Uh, that prediction is that either Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis will get the Republican nomination. Yeah. And, it's, um, and I'm telling president. you, it's too early to say. They're, they don't okay, even good. have everybody in I the hope race you're right. yet. There could be somebody else who gets in the race at this point and just blows the lid off these uh, these other candidates. It won't be organic if it does. It'll be a pre-chosen person and now it's your time to enter Maybe. Act 3. It's could your be. turn to enter and then you yeah. win. Yeah. No, but anyways, Mark, I really do think that Mark or Ian has a good point in the fact that you're on. You're not just a guy talking. You're on a nationally syndicated radio station. So whenever you talk about how great DeSantis is, even if you're like, oh, I don't want him to win, and then, oh, I don't really like neocons, that's probably why Gob called in to ask you about it. It's not just a guy talking. It's a guy talking on a nationally syndicated radio, like giving DeSantis some praise, some airtime, and I just, I think it's, in. I don't know, I just think... Maybe you don't have to say Aaron Day should win every single time and have no opinions on Ron DeSantis, but it seems to me almost like you're, you know, you know that your words are going to influence someone. Sounds like you want people to think well of Ron DeSantis, and I don't really get that. Well, um, I'm comparing him to Donald Trump in my mind, and I'm just sick of the trash crooked is trash. Old... <laughs> What's that? Trash is trash. He called you Indeed. trash. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I'm looking at the timeline of the 2016 election. Um, we are currently in 2023, which means that New Hampshire could potentially have its primary as early as December. It'll probably be in January, but it has gone as early as December, which means that we're uh, six months away, even less, to the uh the first primary and then of course um iowa's before that it says june 16 this is 2020 2015 business magnate donald trump of new york officially declared his candidacy for presidential nomination um jill stein i mean the the players were coming in at this time in the most volatile election of our lifetimes um, wait, wait. So you're saying Trump didn't r announce he was running until June of 2016 or he didn't announce that he was the Republican candidate until June? Uh, right. He didn't announce that he was running, officially declared his candidacy for the presidential nomination of the Republican Party at that time on June 16. Well, so it's June I don't 23 know now. Yeah. That just seems so I mean, like late. Yeah, it seems really late. Like, uh, compared, like just my memory, I thought that he was running for like a whole year. Well, That's let me read the things that happened in June to you real quick. Um, we're going to drop all the fluff and just say uh, U.S. Senator Lindsey Graham, uh, Governor of Rhode Island Lincoln Chafee, Governor of Texas Rick, Rick Perry. Um, that's what on, is this? Are these people running for president? I'm sorry. They ran for president in 2016 and announced it in June 2016. In June. Yeah, announced in June. Um, Rick Perry, Jeb Bush in uh, June 15, June 22, wait, Jill, Jill Stein, mm -hmm. uh, June 24. Um, wait, wait, sorry. Jindal. Did Trump announce his presidency in June 15 or June 16? Because you just said 15 for... Okay, well, June 16, 15 for Bush. It's and just we June heard 30th. so much about Trump and Hillary, Trump and Hillary. It felt like that went on for an entire year, not three I months. Know. 
I agree with you. June, July, August, <laughs> September. I'm, I'm surprised at what I'm reading, too. I just like facts. Six and, months? Um, June 30, as I know you do, too, Bonnie. Uh, June 30th, uh, Governor of New Jersey, Chris Christie. So all those people basically made their hay between June and December of 2015. That correlates with June and December of this year. Well, if... What you're saying is true, then, which I assume it is. I'm just saying, if, if what you're saying is, Wikipedia. A, is true, then it gives, you know, some merit to, Ian's, to what Ian's. Yeah, yeah. it does. Because I, mean, I agree. Trump didn't jump in. I don't six try to be right months. on Free Talk Live. I try to be correct. You know, like <laughs> I try to say the things that are true as opposed to saying things that are, you know, support my opinion. So, yeah, I agree with you. That does support Ian a bit, that it's a little too early to say. I remember when Trump threw his hat in the ring, or at least before he threw his hat in the ring, there were these sort of Trump rallies going on in New Hampshire. They were giving out free, huge spreads of food and things like that to get people to come. And Mm -hmm. word was they were paying people to come. But something turned and he became the obvious choice uh, relatively, you know, like about halfway through or something. That was so fast then because... When he first came out, when he was just one of the candidates, I remember my grandma hating him and my parents not really like saying much about him, not really liking him. But my grandma was like, oh, he's this nasty woman, hater, womanizer. And then right before the election, my parents were like, we need Trump to win. God can use a flawed man. And now now my grandma loves Trump. She's like, where's where's Trump? We need one him grandpa, Grandma loves Trump and one grandma loves uh, Biden, Hillary. right? Hillary. Hillary, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's just the way it all goes. <laughs> so going on with this, um, I just want to read the title of it again because I love it. It's a uh, new poll reveals voters think Trump is a criminal. Biden is too old and DeSantis is a fascist. Uh, just want to read the last sentence here. Um, well, I'll read this last paragraph. The Florida governor got off arguably worse. The top two responses voters describing Mr. DeSantis were fascist and unsure. The latter indicating possible unfamiliarity with his political record or a lack of name recognition. I guess polls have gotten so simple now that all we can do is have a keyword. Okay, one word to describe uh, Ron DeSantis. We can't have a paragraph. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I don't well, know. I think this, this is kind of interesting. It's better than like, do you support him one to ten? I think this yep. tells you more than something like that. And while Mr. Biden fares better than either of his would-be opponents, the incumbent president nevertheless remains chained to concerns about his age, which dominated the minds of most voters asked for their one-word summation of him. Although the poll results signaled that Americans are largely unsatisfied with the options that they have for leadership over the next half decade, Mm -hmm. to be sure, those three men are not the only candidates running, but no other Republican is polling at a numerically significant level at present, Mm -hmm. and Mr. Biden's party is high. Highly unlikely to facilitate a primary challenge against an incumbent president. And that really sums up my opinion on this right now, Ian, is that currently these are the only two guys that are in double double digits at all, uh, meaning DeSantis and Trump. The first debate has yet to happen. Let's let's hope it's a let's hope it's a doozy. You know what? The uh, the ugly. I hope for the first time in American history, the American voter wins. Well, you know, that's not going to be the case, but the, uh, 
Yeah, the the real dirty pool has yet to be played. You know that's coming. You know they're going to start uh, pulling out as many skeletons as they possibly can. There's already there's been no something. more skeletons for Biden or Trump. I mean, Biden's already got the lady coming no and say that no hey, hey, he molested me, and and people are hiding evidence on yeah, that. That's true. Trump. I mean, they had a, a, a Russian hooker urinating on him. Like whatever. Like the, all the the I don't even know why DeSantis would get into this. Uh, mudslinging contest but that's what he's gonna do and you know they will god help him yeah all right do we need uh anything else from the story i really think i mean that's the end of it the poll conducted on behalf of the daily mail most likely outlines kind of attacks that voters can expect to see in general election scenario there you go all right uh the number if you want to join the show 603-283-6160 we have the news about OMG, which is the O'Keefe Media Group, uh, that is what James O'Keefe founded, the former CEO of Project Veritas. Now, Project Veritas and him broke up a few months back, several months ago, I think, at this point. And O'Keefe, of course— Was it a dirty breakup? It sounded kind of ugly. Yeah, yeah. They were like, yeah, this man is terrible. He comes into the office and demands— things and he's a uh, terrible work with he's a diva just stuff like that yeah there were mm. allegations that he was uh misspending company money and yeah. stuff like that he he only oh, drives good. black suvs around something like that and everybody was like what does it matter what color that suv is but um yeah if, you well, if fired, you're rich, if you're using uh company money to rent black suvs to do your thing then that's a little much i mean i look uh, I, I know what it's like to work with people that are unpleasant to work with and um, not you, Ian, really not you. And, uh, you know, Hey, eh, you know, if, if they want to break up with him, they feel like it's worth it. I think project Veritas was always synonymous with O'Keefe. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I wonder what their plans are, but, Good luck to them. Right. I haven't even heard anything about them. I haven't no, heard they're about They're still out there. They I, need I, a new CEO. It was always that saying, way, though. I'm sure they are like, doing things about him. I'm, I'm just saying the fact that I haven't even, yeah, I don't it's not even on my radar anymore. I don't think or anything like that in, in the time it being. It was always a year and a half between things that you heard from them anyway, because it's like, oh, then they start digging on the next story. Maybe we can get Planned Parenthood to say mm-hmm. something. Maybe we can get NPR to drop a bomb, you know, and then, and then suddenly they come out with something that, you know, they could say Project Veritas said anything and i'd believe it (laughs) yeah and and so they just announced a new ceo and they're still doing stuff but yeah they haven't had a real bombshell like this one uh that we're about to share with you here from uh james o'keefe's group which is now again o'keefe media group omg uh he put out a really flashy promo piece for this that uh, got bonnie's attention because interestingly they booked a trans girl Named Pariah. Pariah the Doll. Pariah the Doll. Again, this skinny brunette uh, trans girl. And you say that the other woman may be trans as well. But no, I, I never said that. I told you oh, I don't okay. know anything about the other person. Okay, There's I two thought models. you suspected she was trans. I don't didn't even say that. I don't don't even look at her in the video because Pariah is in the video. I see. Pariah I see. is a successful model from New York City, but not like that big of a name. It's just like somebody that the. The all right uh, trolls in the chat room talk about her because she says like wild things on Twitter. So I followed her and I started really liking her and went all of a sudden O'Keefe comes out with this crazy video where he's popping champagne bottles and blowing champagne all over the place and after the song, rolling up in a lamborghini yeah. or something and throwing money all around it's and just pariah ridiculous. sitting next to him i'm 
probably only had like 9,000 followers on Twitter when this happened. It's not like she's a superstar. I was right. just like, what? This is so crazy. And she's like prominently featured in it. She's sitting in the passenger seat when the Lambo door opens, smoking a cigar. Yeah. And I just was like, what is going on? It's like, funny did because they... he's sort of this conservative icon. Right. And here he is palling around with uh, a tranny. It's really funny. It's pretty funny. So you got to give him credit for you know being willing well, to kind of skewer his own image uh, like that. <laughs> So I have been uh, some places with Aria. I do feel somewhat self-conscious. Um, mm-hmm. Either people think, well, that poor guy and his daughter or <laughs> um, and his weird daughter. Or Is they he think, dating her? Look at that, look at that pervert. <laughs> um, they think one of those two things, right. I suspect. Oh um, having gone out uh, publicly many times with, with Aria, I'm, you know, I'm self-conscious about it. But I always say to myself, you know what? Uh, this person's good enough to work with. She's good enough to go out in public with and, you know, grab a bite to eat before work or yeah, whatever the situation what people is. Think. Uh, Ian doesn't care at all what people think. Like, Yes, he certainly doesn't. To the, Sorry, I'm, I've got a Pariah the Doll video on here and the music oh, just, uh, <laughs> it, just turned up. Yeah, and it was to the song. Yes, but that's why Ian's going to prison. It was to not, the song, not necessarily. It oh my God, by, by Usher. So that just makes it even better. It's like... It, it's not like he, he's it just seems like he's completely broken away from his like I never even knew that noticed that he was like kind of young like his image before this Pariah the Doll video was like very kind of like a stuffy old man like I, I honestly thought he was like probably in his 60s I don't know <laughs> uh, and then in this video I was like that's what James O'Keefe looks like I thought he's like kind of young like isn't he like in his 30s anyways I'm gonna guess he's Pariah looks like a man looks like a woman yeah, I thought Priya was a woman when they first started the uh, chat rooms. First started talking about Priya, I thought that she was a woman, and they were ch- p- pranking me, saying that she was trans. And uh, she is a beautiful model in New York City, and she's going to come out with a perfume, and I'm going to buy it. All right, so okay. uh, here's what happened. I won't. They had one of their <laughs> undercovers at O'Keefe Media Group, which was not apparently the tranny. Uh, they had these undercovers. That's what I was really hoping. Go in. Uh, one of the undercovers somehow got. Ian, to, it's acceptable it... to call Aria trainee because Aria <laughs> accepts that terminology. It is not acceptable to call uh, this trans woman a trainee. I, I don't know. I I don't know specifically <laughs> if Pariah says tranny, but Pariah is uh, not like quite a right winger, just like a weirdo kind of person that doesn't really care what you think and says crazy things like really out there things that you know i don't think that she's part of like the capital collective like you can't say that about me because i'm like a protected trans uh, woman like pariah has been known to say things like um you straight people don't know how you lucky you are it's so you know it's not right to be a, to be gay like I am, and sometimes go by he. I, I don't really know how to read. So tranny is not short shorthand for trans person. You have to go with all the co- the characters, right? It's all it's the like so- saying syllables. Jap for Japanese, <laughs> right? Okay. Or nip for for Nipponese. Let's go to the phones you here. Shouldn't do it. I got a call here. You're on free talk or live. Jip call her, for Gypsy. On, you're on the air. Hi, uh, I'm Ben in Canada. I just wanted to comment briefly on sort of the Trump DeSantis stuff. Okay. Uh, first off, the information you were going over from 2016, all the candidates usually put their names in the year before because the primary process is just such a long mm-hmm. process and elections there in the United States are such a big industry that you want a year. Right, uh, which is why it was shocking. Yeah. 
That's why it was shocking that they went in six months before instead of a whole year before. No, it it was 2015 when they announced. Yeah, it's always the year before when candidates Mark just said it was 2016. No, 2015. 2015. Oh, Mark, that's what I was asking. I I thought you said, that's why I was like, it was six months before the election? No. And that's why I said, like, my memory doesn't... It is six months before, oh, six months before the first part of the primary election. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, yeah it right. seems that, totally that makes, normal if it was 2015. Yeah, they got to get in a year early to get their name recognition yeah. out there and get in the debates and things like that. I wouldn't like be shocked in any way if I knew yeah. it was 2015 this whole time. I thought I asked you and you said, yeah, 2016, not 2015. No, I think you said 2015. Well, at one point he yep. said 2015, and I said, wait, 2015 or 2016? I thought you answered no, 2016. And I was Aria like, Aria is saying Mark said 2016. He totally but it was did. was an accident. I didn't catch it. Uh, anything else, caller? Uh, well, uh, I think that there's no real way anyone within the Republican Party, uh, a lot of politics nowadays is just tribalism at, at its best. So mm-hmm. in order to build that kind of tribe, they have to be genius uh, marketers like Andrew Tate, who I don't necessarily agree with how what he believes in, but really smart about getting his name out there um, through social media. So, yeah, that's about it. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate hearing from you. The number, if you want to join us, is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Or you can bring up whatever you want to talk about here on Free Talk Live with Ian Bonnie and Mark. And there's more coming up. Anything you want here, uh, the number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. It's Ian, Bonnie, and Mark. And uh, you can also join us online anytime you want. Head over to freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that we have there for you. Once again, that is freetalklive.com. Uh, we mentioned the chat room. We also have a bunch of chat rooms at chat.freetalklive.com. We also have our social media server at social.freetalklive.com where you can get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners and some of the hosts of the show. Uh, it's social.freetalklive.com. So, uh, Bonnie, you and I saw this video, what, two nights ago or three nights ago, I think at this point, from O'Keefe Media Group with an interview, an undercover interview, as they are wont to do there at OMG, formerly uh, with Project Veritas, where they somehow, and and I'm still not sure how they do this. Yeah, I'm always wondering, like, what part of the uh, fake undercover reporter's body is this camera on? Because it's... Well, they have very small cameras. I was going to say somehow they are able to target these executives at these companies and get them to go on a date with these girls. Now, I think you might have, maybe it was you or somebody said one night that one of these apps has like some sort of, um, you can only look for people within a certain mile radius or whatever, and that somehow may be a way that they, if they know where this person's working, right? Like they know where the person works. You could like go to the coffee shop nearby and make that radius as small as possible and see if, 
if that person potentially that you're looking for would show up. I, but still, how would you know well, who to Well, maybe target? they're not looking for a specific person. Maybe they just went to the area where this guy would work, mm-hmm. and then they went on Tinder or whatever, and everybody that pops up, they looked up their names, found them oh, on LinkedIn yeah. or whatever. Yeah, that could be, because if, if you make the area real small and you just hang out near, in this case, BlackRock, wherever yeah. their headquarters is, and then you just see, all right, well, what names are going to come up on this dating app? Because like, it can good. be linked. They work there. It can be linked to the person's Instagram. The Instagram can then mm-hmm. tell them the last name, and from there they can find their LinkedIn. So if you know what you're doing, you might be able to figure this out. It's always been a question for me. It's like, what's the process? How do they end up getting this person on a date well, with one of their undercovers? I'm still curious about the cameras, though, because, like, yes, I know it would just be a very small camera, mm-hmm. but... At the point you've been on like four dates with this person and you literally say the words, wow, you seem like an undercover reporter or something because average people aren't as interested in what I'm telling you as what you are. And you like how many dates have you been on that you haven't like even not just that, but you haven't even like felt them like touch them. I don't know. Mm. Like at all. Like, do they have a giant battery pack, too? Or I don't know. That's that's a a good question. Yeah, because I I put their hands around your waist and then like, what's this? Years ago, we we experimented with some undercover cameras here in Keene. This is probably like a decade ago. So maybe they're better now. But. Like you could get like a pen camera where you had a pen in a pocket and it's got a camera on it. It looks like a pen. Uh, hmm. It looks like a big pen. But so it, it doesn't is, need like a big old battery supply Well, or that's something. the problem is like it wouldn't last for probably more than an hour or two. Oh. So, I mean, if this date was going on for some time, then they wouldn't be able to capture the whole thing. Plus, but, just how do you do it all together? It's just crazy to me that you can go on multiple dates with a person and hide that you're secretly like, I don't know... A, a reporter against them I, I can't even imagine like they, what do you say when they're like do you want to come to my house what i mean like obviously you can make up excuses for it but for how long until they start to get well, you only suspicious. need to get on a, go on a few dates and then you get the the dirt and then uh and then james o'keefe shows up and and confronts you and by the way that video just came out tonight of the confrontation but we're going to play some of this audio here for you to give you uh you know a scoop into this black rock now for listeners that don't know black rock uh mark you may have heard of these people they uh they're very big like investment corporation they yep. they have trillions of dollars essentially invested and i think they touch on it here in the video here's one wonders why they would come up with the name blackrock considering it was such it's such a tarnished brand after uh the defense contractor changed its name to z from blackrock they were called blackrock before weren't they no no it was something else what uh you'd have to look that one up but it was i'm pretty sure it was it was something else but i get what you're saying i think it had a similar sound to it um, you'll have to check that out. Anyway, let's go to the, uh, I'm doing the that now, yeah. Yeah. so here's what happened. Uh, they get this guy from, uh, BlackRock. He's a recruiter. Here you go. They, they don't want people to talk about them. They don't want to be anywhere on the radar. Why not? So don't know, but I suspect it's probably because it's easier to do things when people aren't thinking about it. All of these financial institutions, they buy politicians. You can take this big ton of money. And then you can start to buy people. I work for uh, a company called BlackRock. Meet Serge Varley, a recruiter at BlackRock. 
let me tell you, it's not through the boost of the person It's who's controlling the, the wallet. Yeah, I'll say that one there. He yeah. says it's not who the president is. It's who's controlling the wallet of the president. It's, it's the and who's that? The hedge funds, the banks. These guys want campaign financing. Yep, you can buy your candidates. Obviously, we have the system works. First, there's the Senate. These guys are shit. You got 10 grand, you can buy a senator. I'll give you 500 $10,000 to buy a senator, he says. <laughs> he said I mean, these guys are cheap. I don't know if he's just bragging, if there's any truth to that. Because, you know, the, on one hand, you do have to keep in mind that, and and one of the victims, or victims, not the right word, but one of the, <laughs> one of the targets of these undercovers, the one that they did right before James uh, O'Keefe and... There's a Pfizer Yeah, employee. the Pfizer guy. Uh, right before James O'Keefe and Project Veritas broke up, where they confronted this Pfizer guy after he said you know outrageous things. And they confronted him, and he was just acting like, hey, look, I was just trying to puff myself up on a date, you know? Like, he said, I was, I was just, just lying. lying to yeah. impress my date. And right. it, it was crazy because it was like, why would that impress your date, the types of things he was saying? So if this guy, Serge, says the same thing... It's still going to be pretty out there, but at the same time, this one is a little more believable that he was probably maybe trying to impress yeah. the date. But the the Pfizer one was just like, yeah, saying, oh, we're doing this test in you know in the laboratory at Pfizer this isn't going to test yeah, that could kill people isn't going to you know impress a date. But this 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 quote unquote date, you know, the undercover reporter, she says at one point, she's like. Wow, that's so powerful. I love that. So mm. maybe it's possible that he was <laughs> starting to make things up like to, to sound more powerful Could for be. her. Could be. Either way, if it's true, $10,000 to buy a senator is uh, it's pretty cheap, especially for companies like <laughs> It does like sound this. darn cheap. I don't believe the numbers, but uh, you know, nonetheless, I, I think it's funny. All right. uh, it's black water. There you go. Thank you for that correction. That was what renamed to uh, themselves to ZXE. I, have they renamed since then? I feel like they probably have, but I don't know. Um, their XE um, is and again water? renamed to Academy okay. in 2011. That's what I thought. Uh, yeah. Acquired by a private group of investors in 2014. Uh, merged with Triple Canopy to form Constellation. These are the, this is the company, uh, Bonnie, that was a private contractor in Iraq and Afghanistan. Hmm. They, Constellus. Yeah. So, yeah, they've changed their name several times, right? Yep. All right, here we go. Yeah. You know, I had that memory problem from COVID, and whenever you ask me, well, is that true? I'm like, oh, my God, I live in this uh, this alternate universe because mm-hmm. I can't remember for sure whether everything happened or not. I'm fixed now. By the way, we should do a show on that. Oh, that sounds that. great. All right, good. Well, here we go. It's more from uh, O'Keefe Media Group. Okay, right now. No questions asked. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to do this. We're done. Does, yeah, like, everybody do that? Does Blackhawk do that? It doesn't matter who wins. They're so they're, they're my popular Here's Serge Varley on how good war is for BlackRock's business. Do you have any um, thoughts on the Ukraine-Russia war? Yeah, I mean, I, I do have thoughts. What are they? Ukraine is good for business. You, you know, right? I'll give an example. Russia Russia blows up Ukraine's grain silos. Price of wheat's gonna go mad up. Ukrainian economy is tied very largely to the wheat market, global wheat market. Prices of bread, of, you know, it, literally everything is, it goes up and down. This is fantastic if you're trading. Volatility creates opportunity to make profit. War is no good for, for business. It's exciting when goes wrong, right? It's exciting when people die.
right? Because mm. it makes me money. Yeah. That's a psychopath. This is the average. Yeah, right. This is the uh, only if you're perpetuating it. Like the reality is, is that um, nations are going to war. And the reality is, is that some prices on some commodities will go up as a result and some will go down. I mean, I well, and you no think reason, that's exciting, Mark? Is that what you're saying? No, he, see, he it's said exciting only, to make money. Yeah, he, that is what he's saying. It's human that. suffering. It's messed up. Well, look, if you know that humans are How going do I to sound suffer, like a, a grifter to these callers? How do I sound like a slime bag? How could that guy from mm, Florida co- possibly mm-hmm. have called and... Well, I don't remember the word he People used. are going to blow each other up. And, uh, you know, I don't know what to do about that. Other than if I see that for whatever reason the price of oil is going to go up because I'm predict Because the United States blows up, uh, you know, the, an underground gas pipeline. Well, then... Hmm. Maybe now's the time to get in. Does it really make a difference if you know something's going to happen? Does it make a difference if you make money on it? Uh, I see what you're saying there, Mark, but these people are influencers. These people are working with governments. These people are buying government agencies, buying government uh, individuals. And- yeah, like these are the people that will tell a, a, um, a government person what stance to take like take the stance that we're going to keep giving money to ukraine you got to do it because otherwise uh russia's not going to blow up the grain silo and we aren't going to make the money yeah what you're talking about that's evil yeah what you're talking about is different from saying all right well you know let's profit off the backs of dead people and celebrating that versus just saying okay i think the oil price is going to go up because the thing got exploded right i think that there's a difference between um advocating for war and advocating for the deaths of innocence and just realizing when a thing happens that it's going to have effects within the marketplace and reacting to those effects. What do you think this guy's doing? I think that guy's a, a evil individual who's perpetuating war. Got it. All right, let's continue. 20 trillion. It's incomprehensible numbers. BlackRock. He, he said BlackRock manages 20 trillion, by the way. That's what he was saying. Serge Varley says all of this is above a normal person's understanding you're like a undercover reporter i don't know no, no, no people don't give a shit. this is this is beyond them by the way thanks to omg the for censoring like this for us yeah from a concept that should just, it's so interesting hang on let me play that one back 20 trillion it's incomprehensible numbers blackrock serge varley says all of this is above a normal person's understanding like Isn't it though? Undercover reporter. I don't know. No, no, no people don't give a shit. This is this is beyond them. Well, I don't know if it's beyond their comprehension, but it's beyond their care. Yeah, that, the, I would the vast agree. majority of people do not care. And I mean, these are the same people that can't find the United States on a world map. <laughs> Here's the clip I wanted to play back. Here's what he says. This thing of like domination from a concept that should it's, it's so interesting. The whole thing of domination as a concept is so effing interesting, he says. So yeah, you talk about well, psychopath. Well, because he's a pervert. Yeah, you, yeah, I think psychopath is the right word here. Well, I don't think what... he meant uh, like sexually. I think... He's on a date. But he was talking about the Black Rock. Like she said, that's so powerful about a Black Rock right. movement. That's what he's he's imagining choking this gal later, probably, pulling her yeah. hair and he's stuff. Prob- that's probably a factor here. Okay, sure. it's probably a factor, but I don't think it's the only thing he was saying in this scenario. So this is their investigation into Black Rock. It is part one uh, of uh, that. 
I'm James O'Keefe with OMG News. Here we are with our latest story, this time on BlackRock, one of the world's leading asset and investment managers, which owns significant shares of companies like Amazon, Microsoft, Anheuser-Busch, Meta, Target, Procter & Gamble, Comcast, CNN, Fox, and yes, Pfizer, just to name a few. At OMG, we do not shy away from exposing powerful companies, and we're not afraid of powerful people. So we decided to take a look for ourselves at the influence BlackRock has on our politics and the influence they have on our culture. So to do that, what better place to start a hidden camera investigation than into a self-described gatekeeper at BlackRock? Like, you're kind of like a f***ing gatekeeper at BlackRock. Yeah, I am. I, I decide people's fates. Every f***ing day, I literally decide how somebody's life is going to be shaped. That's so powerful. I love it. Yeah, it's... <laughs> it's I don't know, the, the whole thing of, like, domination from a concept is just, it's, it's so interesting. Introducing Serge Varley, whose LinkedIn says he's worked for Morgan Stanley, Citadel and now as a recruiter at BlackRock. I work for uh, a company called BlackRock. Uh, I'm not actually a finance guy. I just, I know what happens because I'm recruiting people who do these things. Mm -hmm. I'm the person who headhunts people from other firms. So I would approach you and say, hey, this is a good reason why you should come work for us. Serge tells us who really runs the world, how they do it, and just how much it costs to buy people. Like politicians. Let me tell you, it's not the president. Yeah, they always put clips at the at the very beginning. Well, let's not forget that Smedley Butler basically wrote all of this, this uh, all the same stuff from 60, 70 years ago in his book, War is a Racket. I mean, these things haven't changed, and he made the absolute same accusations. And these aren't empty accusations. This is the guy who won. I believe it was two medals of honor and would have won a third had it not been uh, against the rules of giving out the medal of honor um, at the time. This was the most decorated Marine in history at that point. And, uh, you know, his his opinion was that wars are just to enrich bankers. But the thing is, like. We have already, a lot of people were saying on the uh, comments of this, I mean, a lot of people were like, this is huge, but a lot of people were saying like, this is a nothing burger. We already knew this, but it's just well, the fact that somebody working there now, like I own the book Wars Racket, but the average person it's an old book. isn't like, oh yes, Medley Butler, that mm-hmm. general, like the average person doesn't know who that is. So this is pretty I think big. a lot of Marines do. And it's worth pointing out to many of these pro-war Marines that, hey, you're the guy you said goodnight to in boot camp is also sort of anti your life being wasted for nothing. No, I think it's all I'm trying to all I'm trying to do is corroborate what um, O'Keefe is saying. This guy is uh, is what is being said about this guy as this is very likely true. Yeah. Okay. well, I agree with you. I I just thought you were trying to say like, oh, we've already known all this because a lot of people were saying I'm saying the opposite. I'm saying quite the opposite. I do think that most people do believe that the world is controlled by a cabal of wealthy people that they don't Mm -hmm. have much control over, and they're correct. Mm -hmm. Now, who that cabal is, um, I think, is always up for debate. (laughs) All right, let's continue here more with uh, the BlackRock guy. 
So it's, it's the, and who's like, that? The hedge funds, BlackRock, the banks. These guys want campaign financing. Yep, you can buy your candidates. So, how so? All of these financial institutions, they buy politicians. How do they run the world? You acquire stuff. You diversify, you acquire, you keep acquiring, you spend whatever you make in acquiring more. And at a certain point, your risk level is, is super low. Like, imagine you've invested in um, like ten different industries, from food to to drinks to like technology. Right? One one of them fails, it doesn't matter. You have nine others to pick up. Risk management is, is inherently just about everything. And in the finance space, it's all about it's, it's, it's well, it's all about the money you make. You don't you don't let it sit. You're like you keep using it over and over, and reinvest. Yes, Bonnie. My favorite thing about this is the fact that James O'Keefe has found a way to monetize men's need to mansplain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that hurts so bad. <laughs> it's just ah, so true. I feel, like, I feel like my nose hairs have been burned out. <laughs> what, what just happened to me? Do I have hair left? Yeah, you're right, Bonnie. They don't ever go after women targets, do they? Hmm, it's, always, it's always men. Well, they're not point. as easy to get. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. This is, I mean, you know, the the look. This is just old style uh, espionage here, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah, you get a pretty the men face. Always and... fall for the hot girl. Right. You know, somehow a guy doesn't go on alert when a hot woman, like a fat guy who's bald, <laughs> doesn't go on high alert when a beautiful woman comes up to him and starts giving him attention. Like I completely deserve this. I th- this this is all me here, right? Like it doesn't set off his alarm signals. It's just like, yep, today's the day. I'm finally cashing in. All of my good work is being seen. Yep, Beavis, today's the day. We're mm-hmm. finally going to score. <laughs> <laughs> this guy isn't the ugliest dude in the world, but yes, yeah, he's still. not ugly. Uh, so there's nothing about him that's ugly. It's just it's almost like I just don't get. Well, his red flag did seem to go up when he said, "You seem like an undercover reporter." He did. He did. But not enough. Yeah. Not yeah. high yeah. enough. No, and a lot of them do say this stuff. A lot of them in the you know in their previous episodes that they've done seem to have some awareness that they're being asked unusual mm-hmm. questions, and they do say something at some point. In fact, the guy I think in the Pfizer episode even but there's alcohol involved too, right? Likely in Seems this case, like he's uh, handling a bottle of wine in a park with her at this point in the. Yeah. In the procedure, uh, but in the previous one with Pfizer, I'm pretty sure he even mentions the guy from Project Veritas. A lot of times they don't know the name of it. They'll say like, "Oh, there's that undercover group or or whatever." They'll they'll actually even reference the the organization without even necessarily knowing what they're talking about, and yet they're they are being recorded by them. Anyway, let's go on. Yeah, and then exponential growth. And then once you just own a little bit of everything, is that where the control? Yeah, you own a little bit of everything. And that little bit of everything gives you so much money on a yearly basis that you can take this big ton of money and then you can start to buy people. And obviously we have the system in place. First there's the Senate. And these guys are cheap. You got 10 grand, you can buy a Senate. It doesn't matter who wins. They're still right. They're, they're in my pocket. I can give you 500k right now. No questions asked. Yeah. Are you going to do what needs to be done? They're like, yeah, of course. And Why not? Does yeah. like everybody do that? Does BlackRock do that? The BlackRock recruiter also tells us about how the U.S. government relies on BlackRock for their economic simulation.
computational power. Economic simulation. They need to understand the impact of something, right? They're gonna like raise the interest rate, for example. It's gonna create this cascade of various factors that are the natural of what's gonna do, basically. And just how fucking great the Ukraine war is for business. <laughs> Do you have any um, thoughts on the Ukraine-Russia war? (laughs) Yeah, so we pretty much heard his uh, explanation about that one, talking about stocks going up when they know something's going to get blown up. And uh, let's see. here we Does that mean we should buy? Yeah. It's like, uh, you know Jim Cramer? If you do uh, exactly the opposite of what he's advising, you actually make money. (laughs) The BlackRock guy admitting the inverse Cramer rule. That if you do the opposite of what Jim Cramer says, you'll probably make money. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, it's called the the inverse Cramer. They don't want to be in the news. They, They don't want people to talk about them. They don't want to be anywhere on the radar. Why not? I don't know, but I suspect it's probably because it's easier to do things when people aren't thinking about it. And well, you messed Surge that up. You blew asked... that up, Surge. Yeah. I mean, he's getting fired. Well, almost... this isn't going to make the news. I mean, it he got get one million views in an hour. Yeah, it's at 13 million now, but uh, he, he's, he may get fired over this, but it's not likely going to break headlines. Oh, I'm not saying that the yeah. mass media is going to start talking about right. it. I'm just saying that they got attention. They don't want the attention. That's true. And he's getting fired over this. And it's like almost hard not to feel bad for these things because like this guy probably thought like this chick and I are really connecting and, and that's yeah. in itself sad. And then it's sad. the other part is that he's, you he's know, going to get confronted too in part two. And they, that actually just came out. Yeah. Like 20, that's where five minutes ago, that's where the, the thing they do is they bring James O'Keefe and they set him up on another date is what happens yep. with the, with the girl. She's like, I gotta go powder my nose. And she gets up and walks away. And then James O'Keefe sits down in front of him and just starts peppering him with questions to see what happens. Apparently, he runs away at some point. Oh. He starts out, we started watching it during one of the breaks. He starts out answering some questions and acting like, hey, look, I'm just a nobody, man. I, I'm a low-level low guy. I'm a nobody at, at BlackRock. And then at some point, he's going to get up from the restaurant and actually go to the nearest police station hmm. uh, in, this, in this footage. You can check it out on his uh, Twitter. What's the police station going to do him? Protect him. You know, because who wants to go into the police station, right? Like, you know, you don't want to go in there. Oh, uh, I was so like, what do you mean, like, like police? Hot smokers and keen. So anyway, uh, J- uh, James O'Keefe the third, James O'Keefe triple I is uh, his Twitter handle. If you want to follow and watch the rest of this footage, I'll go ahead and link it over on our chat ser- or not chat ser- our social media server at social.freetalklive.com. We'll likely have some more from Porkfest tomorrow night. And we'll see you online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Love you. This is Mark Edge with Free Talk Live. Mark Warden with PorcupineRealEstate.com is one of the best real estate agents I've ever worked with. I've been through about two dozen real estate transactions in my life, and I feel like I know what I'm doing, but there's always the things that you don't know that you don't know. Mark Warden with PorcupineRealEstate.com found a problem with the house that I was buying that ultimately saved me $65,000. He's a consummate professional, holds his people to his own high standards, and I would unequivocally recommend him for any real estate purchase in New Hampshire. Don't sell yourself short. Contact PorcupineRealEstate.com.